Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs, or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favourite podcast app now to listen, just search Eurogamer Newscast. Welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly place for Doctor Who news and reviews. And this week, before we get into the news, which is of course Series 13, aka Flux. Whoa. I know. Our bookshelves just had a heart attack. Yes, oh my god. What is that going to look like on the spines? A bloody mess, that's what it's going to look like. Um, But before we get into that... uh, No, actually, yeah, before we get into that, we're going to be reviewing... um, Uh Two eleventh Doctor stories I thought you today. were going to say the other actually bit of exciting news that's happened this week. What's that? that? Matt has treated himself oh. for something <laughs> quite remarkable, and I think you need to tell everybody at home. I've I've bought a cyber leader, a full one, not I've, a big proper one, not like, like a toy. <laughs> he's, like, he's bought the bloke in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he has bought, bought a full cyber leader outfit. Yeah, except for the gun. I need Which to get that separately. Mad. Yeah, I unfortunately, that, he doesn't do the guns. Um, right. Yeah, I've got a cyber leader suit. It should be arriving just in time for my birthday. My God. I'm ve- very excited. Because I messaged him and you. I was like, I'm probably a bit ahead here by messaging you. I said, but I just want to find out the prices and stuff. I said, it's not until March. And he's like, oh, no, no, that actually works out well. So obviously he's busy doing other uh, right, projects. Oh, right, commissions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. just slipped in. So we could have another we broski could have Anatomy a, collection. a cyber leader watching us I, I think I feel like we need some other representation from monsters yeah I know here. I was kind of thinking about getting a mannequin and sticking the Auton costume on it because that would be really you know a mannequin's like 50 quid yeah it I would look quite good like there is a, a <laughs> quite an obvious bias in terms of the kind of Doctor Who that we like <laughs> visually speaking yes you know like I thought oh we could borrow a trench coat and stick it on there oh yeah or whatever yeah 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 anyone but, got a Brown trench coat that they want to lend us. Uh, it'd be great because you know it's very classic. Or, or anything, series. anything from the new series. I've uh, got. I, I might. That's a new series thing. The shit Daleks that nobody likes. And <laughs> <laughs> we all, got all the Sonic screwdrivers. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on, look, see. But who's paying attention to these? I mean, half the people watching this might not even be bloody watching. Like, yeah, they're listening, listening to it. Like, they're like, what are they talking irrelevant. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you've got a full got size cyber, cyber leader yeah, yeah. attack. Attack, Attack yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I prefer the boots. Are they more like moon boots or... No, Earthshock have got like the big chunky moon boots mm. and then the Attack ones have got the the funny ones that they sort of wear in the Five Doctors as well. I don't they're know. Like the, they're sort of, the sort of lace-up ones at the front. Oh, I'll Apparently to... they're called... I can tell you what they're called. They're called like Mulax or Mucklax I or don't something. think I've ever paid attention to the, f- the, the, footwear. the footwear from that story. But because <laughs> yeah. like I, I know the footwear from... 
um, Silver Nemesis quite well because yeah. that, that's like a Chelsea boot. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. With, wrapped over the t- with the yeah, material yeah. over the top, um, which looks really odd. It is weird, it's isn't just it? The way that their f- leg becomes their foot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that's really exciting. It's cool. Yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Doctor Who Flux. Yes. Let's talk about it. Actually, one thing I would like to do first okay. is do you want me to tell you the title for chapter one? Mm. So this has just dropped in the last hour and a half. Uh, oh no, actually more, maybe more like the last hour. Um, the title for chapter one. See, I was driving here, so I missed it. And he jumped out of the car and I said, don't look at your phone I because I want to get this on camera as well. I'm going to film, I'm going to film your reaction. I thought something bad had happened. I on Instagram. All my information had been leaked. No, 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 no. Everybody's seen, seen, he's seen everyone's willy on the internet. Right. Um, episode or chapter one of Doctor Who Flux, Matt, is called The Halloween Apocalypse. Interesting. Is that all you have to say? Not the best title in the world, I don't think, but yeah. I thought it was going to have something with the Sontarans in it. I thought oh. it was going to be called like the Sontaran, the Scouse Sontarans. Sure. Yeah. Like, I. I think it's... I don't like it as a title, I don't think. No? Oh. Halloween Apocalypse. Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, the what? It's like Doctor Who's story title generator on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? Um, yeah. Maybe when we watch the episode, yeah. we'll see if we can think of a better title. Yeah. Although, you know, Chris Chibnall was handed Resolution and didn't call it Resolution of the Daleks. Yeah. Maybe titles aren't his forte. Maybe not. The Battle of Ranskor Avkolos. I mean, that is just... I, I'm amazed you remember the name. I, 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 I I'm amazed you don't. <laughs> I, I, it's such a great story. <laughs> no, I'm, I was, you I was know worried. I'm joking. I was like, you're not, you're not being serious. <laughs> don't worry, we are joking. Anyway, so Flux, we've seen the trailer. Yeah. We now know episode one or chapter one. Do you like the idea of chapters instead of episodes? Uh, it's, 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 it's a new it's, thing. It's a new thing. Um, why, pr- why not? Probably you know, won't get ever repeated sure, ever again. I'm sure there were people who went, what? They've changed it from episode to part? How dare they? Sure. Back in the day, so... I went, in my day, every episode had a different title, so we yes. got really confused if we missed a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, why are we suddenly in Rome? Um, yeah, I uh, I think that, that the trailer was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it was really good. So the funny thing is, uh, obviously it aired on Graham Norton. Yeah. And... Um, Jonathan was home with me, my brother, and just for the people who are listening. Hello, I'm Matt, by the way. I'm Billy. Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always do this. Um, <laughs> so we were watching. We were watching Graham Norton. I was like, "Come on, they're going to show the trailer. They're going to show the trailer." And he's like, "Uh, it's, what's the point? It's going to be rubbish." I was like, "Don't talk like that. Don't he talk like that." He always says that. He always says that. And we watched it, and he was like, "Yeah, that actually looked quite good." And then he said later on, because it came on the TV, there's like a shorter TV trailer right. that's been going around, and. He said, I gotta say, he said it does look good. He said it does look like one of the better ones. He said, but you know, you can never tell from the trailers. I was like, Johnny, you liked the Dalek story. And he was Mm. like, well, yeah, that is true. That was good. The Christmas one or New Year's one. The festive one. The festive one. Um, (laughs) He said, so I did like that. He said, that is true. He said, and I, he said, I did like the Cyberman stuff. He said, until it all went weird and went to Gallifrey. He said, I didn't like that. He said, but I did like the the one with Mary Shelley and stuff. Yeah. So he's not completely. He likes to say that he's completely opposed to all yeah. this new series stuff. But I actually, think, like most people that have built a career shouting about yeah. women playing leading parts on the internet, they probably actually don't mind. Yeah, I think that's it. I you think, know, I think, and I think I get into that mindset a little bit. I think I get. Into I'm not the saying mi- Johnny's one of them. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, but I do get into the mindset of like, uh, I know that this. I've not enjoyed this as much as other series. So when it comes up to it, my my enthusiasm for the series is quite low mm. 
but then it, all it takes is a nice trailer like we had the other night for me to go oh what i thought was <laughs> what i thought was really nice was um the way graham norton sort of led into it yeah because you know i get the impression he quite likes doctor who you know, he's he's always he's bloody interrupted it. Enough, bloody, oh well, yeah. I mean, maybe he's just you know paying us back. Yeah. By you know having all the doctors on his radio show or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, Doctor Who kind of you know comes up a fair, a fair few times yeah. around Graham Norton, and I just like the fact that when he said this is the, this, this is the new trailer for for a Doctor Who, and he turned around, and he was very good thank impression. You very I'm very and he turned he turned round and he went um, something like this is the new trailer, but it is good. Yeah. It is really good. And it was that kind of, like, it's, it's Doctor Who. Yeah. But look at this trailer. You know, it was that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, that kind of helped. Kind yeah, of yeah, Pushing yeah. the general audience into it, I think. Yeah. Maybe going, oh, uh, let's, let's benefit of the doubt. It's Doctor Who, but let's watch the trailer. Yeah. You know. Mad, isn't it, to think that if we went back 12 years mm. to the to the Russell years the first time around. Uh, you know, that, would, that wouldn't even be considered. It would just be, here's a trailer for Doctor Who and you're going to love it. Mm. Uh, that would be it. And people would have just been like, holy shit, yeah, amazing. Exactly. I, I, yeah. And, and then the trailer happened and it was really cool. It was very good. Um, and before we get into the nitty gritty, can I just say, yeah. uh, Jodie on Graham Norton was lovely. Yeah. Oh, she... Her doing her R2-D2 scream at Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, bless her. Oh. I, I, she's been such a great person to kind of uh represent the show yeah. on late nights and and kind of in interviews she's been such a great ambassador um, and i will miss her enthusiasm i think yeah because she's just got this absolute just radiant ah everybody Everything. around her kind of yeah, gets yeah, lifted yeah. and yeah. i think that's a really positive it, it thing was a shame I, I don't think they really talk to her enough they seem to talk to everybody else quite a lot i guess she can't really say an awful lot including who was that old bird that was oh, the, dame thingy yeah, yeah he was like i'm just here to do the rude jokes about actors you've never heard of before right. <laughs> you know it was just like it was yeah I, I didn't think she gave a lot when you could have spoken to jody you know this is her last fall this is her last season one, yeah yeah and something that i picked up on which i thought well oh, this is going to really confuse people is she was like they're like oh this is your last series this is your last series is like, yeah, but you do have three other episodes to come in the in the new year. I mean, year. technically speaking, he's not wrong in saying other it's, it's, in series. Series, yeah. So, but I, I was surprised. Like she never said, "Oh, but uh, there's three specials next year." And, and she's, that's when I'm leaving. And, and uh, interesting, her talking about I finished today. Oh, yeah. she had a rap party the night before. Yeah, yeah. Those photos were great. Her yeah. dressed as Miles Morales, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was going on about Chris Chibnall as the good bland man. I was like, no. I think she's, she's done spiky. something like that before. Didn't she wear a t-shirt at the MC at the panel? Yeah, Con? she had a Miles Morales um, yeah. Into the Spider Verse t-shirt. That's on. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Chris Chibnall dressed as the good bland man yeah. is just brilliant. But um, yeah, I I uh, I think that the, the trailer was was really cool. I think that she has got an. I said this a lot in the last episode. I don't know why this word came up so many times. Agency mm. on screen in the trailer. I feel like um, yeah, she's giving a lot yeah. in, in, in the show. And not that she hasn't before, you know, no. but um, it just had a real dynamism, that trailer. I just thought, it, oh, wow, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, really yeah. moving. And it, every shot was like sumptuous. Yeah. There was that um, kind of ash melting face. Yeah. That looked awesome. And that was like uh, the first proper scary mm. moment of the trailer. Um, and then, yeah, all, it all looked 
really good. Yeah, I mean, it delivered, didn't it? It was like, here's some jokes, mm-hmm. here's some scary bits, here's some monsters that you knew were coming back, here's some monsters that are new, here's some monsters that you didn't know were coming Hell back. Hell back on the Ood. Yes. And the Cybermen. And the Cybermen. I was very surprised to see the Cybermen. The Ood, I was like, ooh, an Ood. Mm. That's cool. And then the Cybermen, I was like, oh, Cybermen. Um, did you pick up, I think somebody might have mentioned it on Twitter the other day that I saw, that they may have gone back to Gallifrey in that sequence and yes. it seems that they were running away from the Cybermen uh, you know, they, they, there was a that, press photo yeah, that stood on that in thing in that and it little corridor like, type yeah. thing wasn't it yeah the other thing I, I was like oh, I really hope this is what this is is I think there's some Death Zone vibes I think there's some old Gallifrey oh, really? vibes the, like there's, there's some press photos of Jodie in like a very misty kind of yes. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. greeny area but it's kind of a bit desolate and quarry like yeah. like um, the Death the Zone, Zone was yeah. um, and then there was another photo of, of that uh, Game of Thrones actors character Vinder who's Vinder. a Bristol boy a Bristol boy didn't know that Bristol born and bred and a f- fan he likes Paradise Towers mad but good lad we'll have um, you on the podcast yeah yeah you can join my club um, he uh, is stepping up onto like a plinth and right. there's like six yeah. segments and these statue things mm. and, it, and you they know, sort of appear don't they they're yeah. sort of like wraith like and he he is apparently linked to the division Possibly is the rumor that people okay. have been going around. They think that he's a division member. I wonder. Do you think he's the John Barrowman replacement in the series? Because I think reported to have shot quite a lot of material, maybe for series thirteen. I think so. I think the plan was almost. I mean, obviously, it's very hard for us to say this, but if I was a betting man, let's put it that way. If I was a betting man, I would say that that part was meant to be Captain Jack. Because why would you bring back Captain Jack? in the New Year's episode. To pop a rating for the festive To pop a rating. But it was left sort of like, oh, you know, very open-ended. You could come back. Aren't all of Jack's departures very open-ended though? Apart from the time he literally died. Oh no, he came back to life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like most of his ends are open-ended. Maybe, maybe. But maybe it was just like the hysteria around this character. It was like any other character being randomly dropped into a TV series wouldn't usually yield a reaction of that's a replacement. Yeah. But I think, I think that there must have been some concrete evidence to suggest that Barrowman was in series 13. And of course there was that book, wasn't there? There was the graphic novel, the Captain Jack graphic novel that they announced and they were like, oh, this ties into episodes two and three, I think, right. of the new series. And, and then, then of course that's was, now dropped. There was some footage from the studio of John Barrowman and he was wearing a slightly different costume or oh, really? stuff was being shot on a different day. Oh, right. People were in different costumes and he was in the background. Oh, no, maybe that was unrelated. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think there was some evidence to suggest yeah. he was in the series. Let's not sully oh, well. this discussion with him. Yeah. Let's talk about a good thing. Let's talk about Sontarans because we haven't talked about Sontar- the Sontarans because obviously they ha- hadn't... Oh, no. I hope they don't do that again. I hate Sontarha. That really annoyed me in the when they brought him back. So Okay. Please, chippers, don't do it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I I really like them. Me too. They look really cool. They look really good. Although I have seen some people going back and forth now suddenly saying that they don't like them. Well, I I like their suits. I think the costume looks amazing. The makeup, I like it, but I do think it looks more obviously like a prosthetic than perhaps the Russell T. Davies ones okay. were. Which... I think I need to see them in motion. Do you know why I think that might be? Just from memory. Yeah. It could be that, like, General Stahl, you know, he had, like, quite a pronounced sort of, like, nose. Yeah. It was obviously full prosthetic. Yeah. Maybe they've moulded too much of the actor's actual face. 
into the mask uh, rather than like creating things that um, don't look like them. F- well, know? for me, what I sort of noticed, I thought that the cheeks came, mm. and like the brow came out quite far, and so that the eyes were quite sunken in, mm. and it, that just for me it made it seem more like mask like Spike looks a bit like that but then actually Spike's mask is not just, uh, a high yeah, watermark no. is it <laughs> me and Johnny were looking at them because there was I think it was Blog to Who did mm. an article about Sontarans through the ages and it's amazing like how they got more and more crap as mm. time went on and then you sort of go two doctors they look awful you know the masks are pretty and the costumes just don't they're not shaped right you know they're not stocky they're just slim well it's a, it's a bit like that that syndrome that the the cyber men now are suffering the, yeah the it look they look plastic yeah and, and like the neck ring yeah is it's like all moving it all fl- yeah it's not secure it's all flopping about and then you get to the russell ones and then they're like complete off the charts in a different direction like completely yeah they got all these bloody abs and fucking they're blue for some reason and it's like what you're doing so I'm really pleased that for this iteration they've gone right let's go right back to the source material um, Link still looks the best I don't care what anyone says even after 40 odd years he still looks the best I think that these costumes are going to be great when they're lit right yeah because there is that really cool photo in Doctor Who magazine it was like a full page yeah. photo of a Sontaran in profile he looked, lit, he really, looked really good and that looked great yeah um, not even just because it was in profile and you couldn't really see the face yeah. where the face was you know um, yeah I think they look really cool and I think that it was nice to have a redesign mm. that has been received positively yeah because you know what we're like as Doctor Who fans yeah. you know whenever something gets redesigned it's never as good as it used to be no so it's nice that yeah this one has been really warmly received I think this one is probably one of the best redesigns of a classic monster mm. in you know new Who yeah personally yeah um, I think the new Cybermen I gotta say actually Chris Chibnall's redesigns of classic monsters mm. actually his treatment of classic monsters has been pretty damn good you know mm. the Daleks have been really strong he's actually made the Daleks interesting yeah again the Cybermen were really good but again it sort of the Cybermen suffered from that Stephen Moffat syndrome of we'll bring them in but then we'll overshadow them by bringing the master in it and then they just sort of stop yeah. around a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they looked great like I, I love the new design for the Cybermen minus the spikes I don't like the spikes so much but the, the helmet if they use the spikes yeah it's just they're just not necessary because no. it's not like they actually come into any use yeah it's a bit yeah it's, it's like the bit... imagined stuff it's like you know what why does the paradigm dalek look like that oh yeah it's supposed to do this and it's like well if you don't do it then, then yeah well, yeah what's the point um yeah so i think yeah he's been really good have we had any other classic monsters come back cybermen uh daleks, daleks. sontarans obviously the Uda coming back and they just look the same although well, there's a lot of just slightly worse something about their eyes people are <coughs> the people are their crazy eyes. dilated. Right. Um, maybe he's a stoned dude. Maybe he maybe he's just really chill. Yeah. Um I did see uh a side by side comparison. I think it's the lighting. Right. I think the lighting isn't as favourable to that because surely it's the same prop. I mean it would have been touched up and yeah, maybe yeah, repainted yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the eyes are new. But um it would probably be the same the same prop. So there's no reason why it should look any worse necessarily. No. Um, but then again, we were just talking about the Sontarans and they yeah, were yeah. progressively worse. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other big kind of takeaways? Um, I, I suppose Swarm, something 
people have worked out. Yeah, it could be an acronym, didn't they? So it's Sontarans, Weeping Angels, uh, Ravagers, or... Ravages. Ravages. Ravages, I think. So I, I tweeted the the subtitled yeah. BBC America version right. where it's Ravages. Ra- ravages. Right. Uh, but Jodie sounds like she's saying Ravages. Well, I thought she said Ravages. And everybody but... was obviously like, big finish tie-in. And yeah. it's like, probably not. One of the big takeaways from that trailer for me was the new monsters. Yeah. These like Cenobite looking Hellraiser type things yeah. with like crystal faces. Um, do we think they could be the Ravages? I I would Waters. probably errors. <laughs> uh, I I probably my first thing to instinct was that they were the ravages. Yeah. Um. I did love the shot when Jody's facing off with one of them on that kind of mm. um cloud thing. Yeah. And I if if I hadn't seen the face later or earlier in the trailer, yeah, I would have thought that was an emaciated master. Oh, okay. The, the makeup job was so yeah. cool looking. Yeah. Uh. Do we think that they're they're the ones that are having their faces melting and yeah, the, I think it is. Of, yeah, 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 stuff's yeah. coming off. Uh it's cool to see a new monster, mm. like and uh, one that looks like genuinely like unpleasant to look at. Yeah, like, when I saw it, like we, you know, me and, and my brother and, both and went, kind Ugh. of has a presence in the trailer. Like, yeah, they look like a main villain. Yes, and they haven't. You know, we know that that big dog is called something. It's got oh yeah, the K. It's not the Garm. Ridiculously. <laughs> no. um, it uh, did look suspiciously like Chewbacca. It did. It did. <laughs> Especially in that shot. When you saw the pictures afterwards. And then like, oh, somebody immediately mentioned it on Graham Norton. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Chewbacca in it. Um, uh, yeah. I, I really liked the fact that we saw a new monster and it was just kind of like a, you'll find out about these yeah, ones. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah. It just, it looked great. Mm. It looked great. The, the CG looked great. And an um, amazing cast. Amazing a lot of cast. Good guest stars this year. Yeah. God, really good names. Neil from the Inbetweeners. Neil from the Inbetweeners. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his second appearance in the Doctor Who universe. Because oh, yeah, he was done... companion to the sixth Doctor with Big Finish. Yes. I think for like a run of like three yes. monthly releases or something. Yeah, was he in that Cyberman one? Yes, he was. The first one with uh, David Banks back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin McNally. Kevin McNally. Which we knew about. Yeah. a while ago because we saw returning him from yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the twin dilemma uh, yeah. notice he didn't say oh this is my second brush with Doctor Who in his little thing mm, I think he was probably saying probably nobody best... re- no one remember that I was in that story or what dressed I did like Nic- that or what I did to Nicola Bryant nobody or, remember yeah, that yeah, I'll yeah. bring that up um, sorry Kevin it's already out there <laughs> um, yeah she's still got the teeth marks <laughs> <laughs> alright allegedly just for, for legal purposes um it was. It went down really well. Yeah. It was really nice to see lots of positivity. Yeah, on the everyone timeline. seemed to really like saying, it. Yeah, I think I, some of that. I saw one person go, "Meh." I was like, "Ah, shut up." Yeah. It, it was great. Everybody liked it. Yeah, shut everyone up. liked it. Your yeah, opinion yeah, yeah. is actually wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, even even people who don't really like the new series were like, "Oh, this actually looks pretty good." Yeah, yeah. Which was like a proper kind of seal of approval. Like, even the people that say they don't watch it anymore we'll watch, we'll watch it. it we'll watch yeah. it and I think this is what I'm, I'm excited about obviously as it is one story you know mm. it's, it's not you know it's not really a series mm. it's a serial mm. and that's exciting and I'm excited to see how all of these monsters are going to come into the different parts of the story do you know what monster we didn't even see the one other monster that we knew was coming back apart from the Weeping Angels and the Sontarans that dude in the big outfit outside of the cathedral in Liverpool in the black and gold one 
You know, and he had a oh, kind of yeah. skull yeah, mask yeah, yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, nothing to talk about. Yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The big dude lurking outside <laughs> yeah, with yeah, a yeah. cathedral. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's the deal with that? Like, no sniff of them in the trailer no, either. and he had a skull face, didn't he? And obviously those other people are skull-like. So yeah, maybe there's maybe. a connection. Maybe they're like the henchmen of those Possibly, people. Possibly, or what they look like when they're not wearing ceremonial garbs. Maybe, or when they... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Very exciting. And we will drink to Doctor Who Flux and uh Cheers. i guess we'll see you after the break is that break time how I, long have we I, been going well an hour a feral whack have we oh well, i okay. think so oh one other thing i wanted to say oh okay there's a bit where mandip gill says no or something and it gave me <laughs> yeah. real vibes of like oh she looks like she's re- reacting to oh, something okay. quite and and we know that the doctor stood alone in this kind of field and the way yeah. his frame looked like she was kind of looking yeah. down on jody so maybe it was. I was aware a, I was not sat on this chair properly. <laughs> maybe it was a bit of a kind of the doctor's in peril, proper peril. Yeah. No, Jodie's regenerating next year. They made no, you know, no. kind of fuss talking about it on the show. Like no, she's no, done, no. and there'll no. be a new doctor at some point. I think there'll probably be because they usually release an extended mm. Graham Norton, don't they? Because I'm sure in one of the articles that came out around the time that she'd filmed the Graham Norton stuff, she said that she had mentioned, oh, I filmed my regeneration, but I don't know who, I don't the, know next who the next doctor is. doctor is. So she must have talked about it, but it was cut for time. Mm. Um, so that's interesting, actually, because what does that mean in terms of our new doctor? Does it, you know, how, I wonder how long they've got until they have to film that stuff. I imagine she'll regenerate in the TARDIS again, because uh, they all, always do. Jonathan said... Is she going to be laying on the floor? That's the... Oh, yeah. That's proper the, regeneration. That's like a proper regeneration. An old school regeneration. Yeah. I, I, I guess you could, do, you could do one of a couple of things. You could do a regeneration and, you know, you don't see the new Doctor. Mm. That seems a bit mad. Yeah. You, you, I don't think that makes any that. sense. You need to see it. You... So maybe you have Jodie regenerates. The actual regeneration, the face morph happens off screen. Yeah. And then the new production team will come in and do pickups of the after. But then, well, like, does it make sense to double bank both of those <sighs> things together? Did Rachel Talele, did she do, or Talali, did she do um, Jodie's first scene? She did. And they weren't together. They shot separately, her and Peter. Not, not, Peter, not the immediacy of, of her regeneration, but the stuff at the start of yeah. The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Yeah, did she, she do that stuff? Oh, not... not Okay. Just 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 what was shown in mm. World Enough and Time. Right, okay, fine. No, that's not the story, is it? What, what's, the, what's that shit Christmas episode called? Oh, um... Uh, Sorry. Twice Upon a Time. <laughs> Twice Upon a Time. Sorry to people who like that episode. I'm not. No. Yeah. It's poo-poo. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they do that. I, mean, mm. I guess they'll just shoot on another day and they'll put whoever... Just drop the other person in. ...in the outfit and go, But then go. it's like... Well, they're not. Are they going to use the BBC's studios just for that? anymore? Yeah. So, doesn't it make more sense to shoot on the Tardis set there before they migrate to yeah. maybe the new? Is it the new Pinewood that's being built in Cardiff or the new Shepperton? One, one, one of the two franchises yeah, in yeah. space, aren't they? Um, could go there, like you know. I guess. The th- yeah, this is it. The BBC are going to want to knock that set down because it's space mm-hmm. that they need. Mm-hmm. But Bad Wolf aren't going to be like, come and erect this set for all of two seconds that we see it on screen. It's almost certainly already been dismantled. Yeah. Because they finished using it. Yeah. And so whatever comes in next, we'll, we'll use that space. So basically, from that, we can either gather that she's either not regenerating in the TARDIS, which would be cool, mm. or 
they've shot it. They came I mean, the, in. The you photo, know, it would only take the photo a couple of hours, surely. That they posted of the rap with Mandip and Jody may have been taken on, on another day. But if you were to take it as face value, yeah. they're shooting together on the TARDIS set. Yeah. And it's not been destroyed or anything. So maybe no. if there is regeneration, it's a gentle one where she doesn't blow the bloody thing to bits. I hope so. In which case, where does the new TARDIS interior come from? So you've got to assume maybe the regeneration ha- doesn't happen in the TARDIS. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe... I mean, do you know what? I think they might do. I think they might play up to the fact that the t- programme's going to be off air for a year. And I think they might obviously end Jodie's episode with the new Doctor appears. Mm. And then perhaps when the 60th episode happens, that Doctor is already the Doctor. And has been the Doctor for a little while. Yeah. And honestly, I'd be really gl- really pleased about that because I do find the whole, oh, I've got regeneration amnesia. That does get a bit tiring after a while. Well, especially when, she, when, when you're doing it once every three or four years. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, it's one of these stories. Yeah. I... The, 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 but people don't get sick of the bloody Spider-Man origin story. We've had that about nine times well, in the last decade. that is true. Decade. That is true. I, the novelty of it just seems to have worn off a little bit. I think there's only so many ways you can do it and it uh, yeah. be done well. Wouldn't that be a nice, a refreshing change and a really cool statement from the outset? Yeah. First, you know, thing we see that Russell's been involved with directly from Doctor Who. And yeah, it kind of shakes up the format a little bit. Yeah. Like you don't have a regeneration story. Yeah. You just have the, here's the doctor. Like, it, like Chris. Like, exactly like Chris. Yeah. Walking into Rose. And then that excuses the whole, well, why is the TARDIS different? Oh, well, you know, they just didn't like the crystals. Yeah. And I think the doctor coming into like that space brand new. Yeah. And already settled is kind of more of a whirlwind taking this person away from yeah. somewhere and whisking you off on, yeah. on an adventure as a viewer yeah. rather than you both having to come to terms with this is the new Doctor. Yeah. If they just come straight into the room and they're like commanding the presence and I'm the Doctor and you know blah 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 I, I guess it's easier for an audience to kind of just get swept up in it all. Yeah. But then if you have to you know commit 30 to 40 minutes of your hour-long story to that Doctor not being the Doctor yeah. until... I mean, with Jodie, arguably, it didn't really happen until the start of Rosa because yeah. there's that whole search for the TARDIS. So yes. it's kind of like, well, Batman hasn't got their armour on yet, yeah, so they're yeah. not really Batman. It's just yeah. a bloke walking around looking a bit gaunt and depressed. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, she needed to earn her wings. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it can be a bit, be a bit arduous watching the doctor all, all that discover sort of, themselves yeah and, and i think it even with woman who fell to earth there was a conscious effort i think to not show anything too heavily associated with the previous era right um obviously you know the tar- by the time we see like you, like you said you don't see the tardis at all in that first episode mm. and by the time we do see it it's completely different mm. um you know all she's got is a is her predecessor's costume on right um yeah you know, and I think it it was different with Chris into David and David into Matt and to even Matt into Peter because I think there was more. Well, the, the series were closer together anyway. I think that's the thing, isn't it? And they know there's going to be a large break. Yes, they can plot ahead. Yeah, and if we take Russell's day one to mean day one, yeah, there may have been some scripts or some ideas knocking around on the table that he's yeah. been able to put together. But you would assume he's writing it from as of a fortnight or three weeks ago whenever yeah. the, the news broke so you know that's something to consider mm. the new doctor may not have had 
their first lines written for them yet. No. So you would assume what because production is now wrapped up and it's now not the responsibility of BBC Wales that yeah we start in media res yeah. for for the doctor. Yeah. I think that probably makes the most sense, mm. doesn't it? I don't know if you saw the Radio Times stuff that came out today, but something that was said which was interesting but it did make me go ooh dear was Chibnall mentioned finding his successor and he said it took a year to find someone and it's like ooh is Doctor Who really that much of a poison chalice in the eyes of do you know what it is I do not I reckon it is am I able to come into the show with complete autonomy Mm. probably not yeah I think maybe you have to sacrifice some of whatever your vision is for the show for the channel yeah for the corporation understandably so I mean I don't know this for a fact obviously but I wonder if an auteur because that's what a showrunner is now oh yeah a showrunner is an auteur yeah 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 and you get a showrunner in for that show to do their vision yeah you know they might be shooting with the same camera but it's being shown through their lens yeah yeah and I think that a much more attractive proposition is to go somewhere like Netflix, mm. like Disney, wait for a job like that to come in where you can have complete creative freedom. Yeah. I say complete creative freedom, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that maybe that's a bit of a bit of a heavy weight mm. to bear is yeah. the corporation behind you. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the only way that they could have found a successor that was willing to take it on and that definitely would have succeeded. You know, we haven't seen it yet, but no. the likelihood is that, you know, Russell's going to do a, a decent could, job with it. Yeah. Uh, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the only way that it could work and go forward was if somebody went, let's do this completely differently. Yeah. And I'll bring in my people and yeah. we will run it. And you just, you know, you can do the marketing because BBC Studios have obviously excelled yeah. at that, you know, since it's moved. The marketing, <clears> when it moved from Cardiff to London, was noticeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all through the success of, I think, the Sherlock, I can't remember which season, but it was the promotion of of a particular season of Sherlock. Oh, okay. And I think that people went, yeah, maybe these guys should, should be, doing be doing Doctor yeah. Who now. Speaking of, um, we obviously missed, because we record fortnightly, mm. <clears throat> we missed... Um, the uh, build-up of the release of the trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the socials going the, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that then they really lost all their followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was... Because I know some people were like, oh, dear, shouldn't have done that. I thought it was cool. It got people talking about it. You know, I thought, why not? I'm I sure love... people who haven't tweeted about Doctor Who for ages yeah. tweeted about it the first time going, uh, has anybody seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, um, I loved all the stuff out in Liverpool in the train station and all that stuff where the Doctor was cutting in to the mm. screens. You know, if I was a kid and I saw that, I'd be like, wow, what, what's going on? You know, that's so, you know, that captures people's yeah. imaginations. Um, so I loved all that. I thought that was really, really great. Um, I think all that stuff worked. It was a shame it wasn't elsewhere. It just seemed to be limited to Liverpool. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else saw it. I, I, I would assume that it's gonna... Because it <clears throat> seems, yeah. I mean, a great marketing campaign because it works in that kind of... Did you catch that? Yeah. Did somebody manage to yeah, record yeah, yeah. it? And obviously that, in the in the era of social media, mm. it was perfect for that kind of little bits popping up here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really good for that. Uh, also, the use of the new uh, BBC logo. Oh, yeah. yeah popped up there. I, I didn't even notice. And the only other place I think it's been now is I think it's now popping up on some idents for BBC Two. Oh, yes. I've that's, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, really cool campaign. I, it worked. Yeah. Sure, it might have been a bit weird, you yeah. know, to people that were on Twitter from the second it went dark yeah. to the second it came back. Yeah. And complained about it. It's like, well, then, you know, oh, Doctor Who social media's gone missing. Yeah. Matt, I bet this is something, something's going to happen. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Leave it. Yeah. Wait for your phone to buzz next for them to say it's back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, don't. Sit at your phone and then get angry at them. You're wasting my time. <laughs> God. Oh. oh, we're a funny old lot, aren't we, Doctor Who fans? Um, yeah. Don't think there's anything else to say on no. that. Other than go flux yourself. <laughs> flux yourself. A huge thank you to our fantastic patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the Review of Death, then please go and head over to reviewofdeath.co.uk and you can find the link to our Patreon there. Uh, and you can donate either three or five pounds a month and for that you'll get lots of really cool rewards so go and check it out and one of the rewards is that we read out the names of some of our patrons so thank you to James Deakin Daniel Cox Morgan Robertson Andrew Lewis Tom Walker James Ivory James Aluya Waterhouse Joshua Snares Peter Adamson Harry Palmer Jack Duffy James Garrett great name uh, Miles Lanham Harry Houlihan Jay Gent, Jake Booth, Harvey Smith, Jack Sanderson, Thomas McDonald, Chad Welsh, Jack G, Bobby Cook, Jean-Luc Harry, Future Contact, Yanto Danielson, Christian Craig, Taylor Wooderson, Jack Addison, Gregor Shepard. Tone it down on the patrons, please, everybody. It's just too many people to read out. <laughs> Donovan the Dooski, Port, 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 I can't read this one. Porple Slem. Formerly Starter Pack. Thank oh. you for picking a really difficult name to read out on the podcast. That must have been deliberate trolling. Cheers, Starter Pack. Don't start changing your names now, patrons, so it makes it difficult to read out. Conrad Harbert, Matthew Bevan, Thomas Gentile, Will Price, Chris Clark, Jeff McCory, Thomas Langford, Sonny Mullings, Hugh Burke, Callum Devine, William Carlyle, John Lindsay, James Woods, Maxon Russell, Jude Lavis, Ronan Heathcote, Exile to the Time Lash, Joe Kay, Josh Lambert, <sighs> uh, Liam Duke, uh, Ryan oh God, Kemp, going. <laughs> Jack D. Evans, Andrew Mark Thompson, Luke Smith, Joe Bardsley, David Cunningham, Joe Dre McCarran, Ronan Thorne, Jack Robinson, Daniel Davis, and Macra99. Cheers! Thanks Thank very much! You. We're talking about Eleventh Doctor stories. The first time you talked about the Eleventh Doctor, isn't it exciting? Oh my god! Where did you? Where were you? I didn't that. Wasn't this a? Oh, don't <laughs> ask. Wasn't this a great toy when it came out? It was a good toy. It still is a great. It's toy. a good toy. Um, apart from the fact they put that button up there in a really difficult to get. Yeah, where you bit. you've got to do it from the bottom. Uh, from there. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. I have got the touch control one. Oh, I don't have that one. Uh, is that better, is it? Is that yeah, because more... you can kind of press it when it's extended. I think. Oh, fine. It's cool. Anyway, yeah, so we are going to do our first ever 11th Doctor stories. Now, um, initially, we were going to do uh, just the one. But yeah. Two 45-minute ones, kind of... Yeah, it didn't feel like we were going to have much to talk about. Exactly. So we have done the top-ranked matt smith's story that isn't his regen his first story the 11th hour and yep. of course the 50th anniversary which came top of the 2014 twm poll uh we are doing the next one available to us which yeah. is vincent and the doctor from series five and we are contrasting that with the rings of akaten from series 7b or just series seven now as iplayer likes to pretend i just call it series seven 
Yeah, I just so ingrained in my head Series A and B. Oh no, we can't be confusing Wasn't the DVDs. That so annoying when they split the seasons. Wasn't that just? Why was that? Was it a budgetary thing? They could only afford to make half the episodes I, one year and something like that? I have that? a funny feeling it might have been something like that. I don't know. But, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was, like, some... Reason. Yeah, they said something, didn't yeah. they? They turned around and said, oh, no, it's because of the... Was it something to do with the Olympics? No. Well, was it like, they might have dressed it up or was that like another? That, year, or was that an, a later year when they were like, oh, there's just there's just too much happening on television. Oh, yeah. If you put Doctor Who on, that was people like, will go mad. We're going to miss a year <laughs> Yeah, yeah, content. yeah. I can't remember what, what... Anyway. But yeah, that's the story for another time. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm sure we'll find out one day. Um, yeah, so we're going to do those two stories. Now, yes. should we open with Vincent and the Doctor? Yes, why the not? Doctor, as Matt Smith might doctor, say, because he's yeah. got a funny old voice. He's a lot posher than I remember. Yeah, especially coming off the back of... What do you think so? Well, he's just a lot of... He's just very, you know, kind of stands a bit public schoolboy, you know? And yeah. He's got that kind of... He does, say, he does say stuff like, mate. Yeah, but when he does it, it's kind of like, oh, Ooh, it doesn't do, sound right yeah. coming out of your mouth. It's like when you get... I, 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 know, I know people like this sort of stuff, but sometimes it does make me go, oof, don't do it. When they get older doctors to say stuff like the speech from the rings of akaten yeah and hearing colin baker say take it all take it baby, all, baby. <laughs> it's like oh no no feels a bit well maybe maybe he said that but to um nicola bryant's character in that one <laughs> yeah in, that, in the stranger or whatever the hell, oh, whatever air, zone the hell. Oh, air zone solution take another all, another horny doctor who fan film oh. um if you donate we'll watch that <laughs> Just if that scene to, in isolation. I did joke. If we get to 69, we'll watch Dr. Screw. Fucking hell. We won't actually. We won't actually. Um, so, yeah. Um, I was really excited to do these stories. Me too. Because I haven't revisited the Matt Smith era in the longest time. <laughs> ever. Possibly ever. Um, I haven't rewatched those stories for a really, really long time. But I've got such vivid memories of watching them. Almost as vivid as watching Russell's run. Really? But I... I don't associate it with the same sort of... Yeah. See, my brain... Mm. I think I got proper sort of teenage... Like, <laughs> about Doctor Who at that point. Which is sad. Series 5. I liked Series 5. Yeah. Then Series 6, I didn't like No, I didn't all. like that either. Um, and then, yeah, I think after that, I was just like, I'm done mm. with all this. But I'm glad to say that this is a very good story. Yeah. And um, yes, I do like Vincent and the Doctor. I think at the time when it aired... I mean, there was obviously a massive um, amount of praise for this story when it aired. And I remember thinking, it was all right. But actually watching it back, it's a really good story. It's, it's For what it is. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a very particular type of story, I should I, say. I, yeah, it's a particular kind of story. I, I don't know if I like it as a Doctor Who story. Oh. I, just because, and I think this is a problem that we've encountered with a lot of the episodes that we've reviewed. The ones that haven't quite hit the mark, and I'm not saying this doesn't hit the mark because mm. it's obviously very good, um, but there's no real threat because obviously the monster is metaphor city, yes, and it's also trying to be a physical threat, yes, and it doesn't quite work on the physical threat level. No. It's just kind of monster of the week. Who remembers the chicken running around? Yeah, that's Nobody it. Nobody really remembers it. I, I, I think that's a symptom the Moffat era 
suffers from a lot mm. we mentioned the tesseract the other day yeah i can't believe i remember the name of it no not me but you can't believe i remember the name of ranskor of colos and that no, was only a couple of years ago he's a proper fan um, <laughs> this is why i've only got classic series stuff on the <laughs> I, i'm only a proper fan who's the one that's getting a full-size bully cyberman outfit uh, yeah but it's them. from it's from the 80s come uh, on <laughs> true when doctor who was doctor who <laughs> um yeah I, I i yeah so because I, 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 I was watching it as a Doctor Who episode. Obviously, mm. it's got a lot of weight to it. It's yeah. the first time, really, that, you know, mental health and stuff has entered yeah. a Doctor Who episode and it's been so explicit with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, that bit's, that bit's obviously great. But as a Doctor Who story, there's not an awful lot for me to get my okay. teeth into. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I think it's, I think it's nice to see Doctor Who go. Let's try and do something different mm. because I think whenever you say let's Doctor Who tackle mental health, you know, and I don't think it's quite. I mean, obviously it's obvious, but it's not. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's like quite so on the nose necessarily. I think it's done pretty well within the the confines of the story. Obviously, the trouble with that bloody creature is that whenever you see it, yeah. it doesn't look very good no. because it's sort of naff CGI mm. and. It, it's a fucking chicken. It's, yeah. a, it's a giant chicken. How many how many CG shots have we got the budget for? Yeah. So we so we'll use them so we can we can have it glimpsed here so that'll yeah. cost less money and then a quick shot of the tail hitting Matt and it hits yeah. the, and he hits the wall. You know. Yeah, that stuff when it interacts with him. Yeah. Never really looks good. quite. Yeah. Yeah. But you know they tried. Yeah. They tried. Oh, what we should do first? Yeah. Is let's do our. Uh, cheap pop culture rewind. Oh yeah, Matt. because now I won't know anything about this because <laughs> you know you realise that I should have been born in the sixties. Fine. Well, number one uh, on the week of this episode's broadcast, okay. uh, it's two thousand and ten. Of course, it's Dizzy Rascal uh, with Dirty Disco, and don't know that. Two weeks later, he would chop, top the charts again mm-hmm. in a song featuring uh, James Corden who of course would be in the next story Fuck. it was for England's 2010 uh, South it was, would have been South African World Cup he gets around everywhere doesn't he that yeah bloke. that bloke <laughs> don't say the, don't say what you wanted to say even though it's true um, box office number one for 2010 2010 ooh let's see some superhero film yeah Sex and the City 2 oh <laughs> um, Toy Story 3 was the highest grossing of the year in okay. the UK at least and Video games. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, brilliant. Mass Effect 2. Okay. Red Dead Redemption. Oh. God of War 3. Right. Halo Reach. Wow. Super Meat Boy. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is about when I stopped playing Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed games. That awful Medal of Honor reboot that nobody liked. Okay. And Call of Duty Black Ops. Bloody hell. Whoa. Good game. What a for year games. for games. Wow. And I tell you what, is almost just as good for 2013 when we get around to doing okay. the next one. Oh, um, I'm more excited about that than, <laughs> than, than, than <laughs> talking about the episode. Um, I would like to open a discussion about Amy Pond. Okay. I really don't like her. No. Um, I think that she is quite a bit, maybe too adult compared to Rose in that she's flirting outrageously with everybody around her. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that's a bad thing and she's too adult or too, you know, raunchy no, no, no. or whatever. But like the whole cheese, drinking wine, hanging out, it's very sort of, it's very, it's very Richard Curtis. Yeah. This story. 
and I just think that she's not written as a Doctor Who companion in in a, in the sense that she doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah. Uh, besides being eye candy, so yeah, she is exa- she is a Doctor Who companion through and through in this story. <laughs> I I just I I don't like having a companion that is so I don't know. There's just something about Amy I just don't I don't get. I I think she's got a front up. Yeah. All the time. And I think contrasted with Matt Smith's Doctor, mm. who shows that Peter Davison vulnerability. Yeah. I think that they don't contrast well together. I think that Amy comes off looking worse mm. as a character in pretty much every social situation because yeah. she doesn't allow herself to show any kind of vulnerability, which other companions might have done a bit more freely. But she's always got this front up yeah and I'm a, just like I don't a, want to watch there's a, that there's a bit of a smugness and the, the moment and it always bothers me she doesn't bother me in the rest of the story but she always bothers me in that bit at the start at the cafe or the bar or whatever it is where everyone's comes, a Bristolian what is that about that was in my <laughs> notes that like, as well it's like but this seems to be Everybody a big alright a big thing from this era is like oh commoners muck people Bristolians from Bristol yeah. oh, off yeah because we're farmers, like, and we yeah. just drink factories and sit on hay bales and... I mean, that is, yeah, okay, we do. Yeah, but, but you don't need know. to point it out. Yeah, like, let us do hell. that. You know. um, yeah, the, it's that bit in the bar and she, she like, she, they're, they're arguing and she's like, oh, will you just shut up? And I was like, ooh. I know. God, it grinds my gears. I was like, well, just, oh, it's that... that I, I want to call it David Tennanty Tenth Doctor acting. If sure. No one goes shut up like no. that. Who talks like that? No one talks like that. The Tenth Doctor does. Yeah. I and it's annoying. But I think a lot of this era is like humans don't say that. Yes. And they don't act like that towards each other. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some people do. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to watch that. No. And Amy is uh, uh, Karen Gillan. Great actor. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think she's very good. Um, I just don't like Amy Pond, yeah. and I and I just I I get bad vibes watching her on screen. Yeah, because then there's the whole she sexually assaults the Doctor thing. Yeah, then there, I mean, and not the Eleventh Doctor isn't horny as fuck <laughs> through his entire <laughs> run, pretty much, especially when Clara turns up. Yeah, um, but oh, <laughs> but I, I I I she slaps Rory. Oh, she's they, horrible. To she's Rory. horrible. She's just a really nasty piece of work. <laughs> and I don't like Amy Pond. See, it's funny you should say that because I always held that opinion. But actually, when I rewatched all of the series back to back, all right, she's shitty to Rory. Mm. And probably the divorce was probably the best thing that ever happened to, to either him. of them. Yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he could have settled down with someone nice. Yeah. But... Um, Who didn't hit him. Yeah. Or draw out her words when she was yeah. trying to accentuate something. She does it in Big Bang as well. She's like, yeah. my wedding! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Are you trying to be David Tennant? Shut up! Um, yeah. Uh, but actually, I, I quite liked their relationship, her and the Doctor, when I watched it back. I thought they got on quite well. I quite liked the... I, I don't know, their, they their have chumminess. A, they have a bit of a honeymoon thing mm. about them especially yeah. going to the to, um, maybe it's just the city of death walking around a um a museum thing yeah yeah, yeah. but but he, like when they're having a chat and there's a bit where the 11th doctor sort of grabs her head and they rest foreheads on each other i'm like you're more than mates and it and like but the the, the 11th doctor does have this weird duality in his character that you know women might approach him or you know somebody might 
proposition him or be flirty to him. Right. And he's kind of like, oh, I don't know how to react to this. And he's really socially awkward, like a, like a small child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got great, like when he picks up the glass of wine in the lodger, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. Oh, yeah, 11 o'clock moments, he immediately spits it back out. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But then he's like really hands on with Amy. And yeah. I don't get best pal vibes from them. No. I just, I, maybe it's just Amy because I love Matt Smith and I do like the 11th Doctor. Yeah, yeah. But I just, Amy's all over it and I just, oh, Interesting. Don't like okay. But apart from that, it's a great story. It's a great story. Tony Curran mm. as Vincent, superb. Why he was not like picked to be a massive, a massive star after that, I, I know. don't know. I know. I mean, I know he does stuff like some of the DC CW series. Right. Um, which I only found out researching this. Um, but I feel like he should have gone on to do bigger and better things because yeah. he was just so good. Yeah. So good. He had a great line about um, uh, talking to Amy. You're from Holland as well then. Yeah. Because they're both Scottish. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That's a nice way of acknowledging. Really good. That, yeah, he's he's uh, he's clearly Scottish. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I, li- I liked that. I thought that was really, a really clever sort of subversion of there, there's a lot of very clever lines in yeah. this like the, the whole thing about the sunflowers when she brings him the sunflowers and he's like oh not really keen on sunflowers like yeah. what you know it's just just little things like that and him giving away the paintings and stuff yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. no or the bit where he, he um, paints, paints over, over it and he's like, oh no 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 and it's, it's good I, I, it's you a... do get the impression you're around a fragile moment in time yes and and that that's a great th- I mean you know about time Richard Curtis did that movie as well yeah he, he knows how to do like a a time travel thing with emotion yeah. attached to it and yeah I guess there's no more sort of emotional a thing to experience that you encounter somebody who you ultimately know yeah isn't going to last long or or suffers a terrible fate or whatever and you can't interfere yeah I almost wonder if this should have been earlier in the series for that kind of learning curve thing that most Doctor Who companions go through yeah when they realise that they can't change time yeah and that might have informed like when Rory repeatedly dies mm. it might have been like oh there's some weight to this you can't actually yeah. alter time so yeah. when he's dead yeah Rory's dead obviously that doesn't turn out to be the case no but um it's weird that there is this fragility around time in the story and then in most other Moffat stories it's well we've just put a, pressed the big red button and everything's and gone back yeah, to normal yeah, yeah. or now there's balloons in the sky yeah. and there's trains going into pyramids in the centre of London yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's just like it's it's time is either really fragile and needs to be looked after or it's just this big crazy dark thing I can just draw on the crayons yeah, and, yeah. and I just yeah it doesn't quite balance yeah. that yeah and me. I actually forgot the whole Rory dying thing which mm. is amazing how do you forget that he dies all the time um but i forgot that so when i think it was vincent makes mm. a point like oh you i can you've lost someone i think and i thought like, that was a reference to him oh just you like to you're looking at me knowing like, oh, like right. she knows he's gonna die oh i see and she's got the weight of his passing oh, yeah. but it hasn't happened yet yeah 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 and that's what i got from that but then oh. I guess if you watch it in sync, in sync with the it's yeah 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 much more sense. Um, because she at the start of the story she says something to the doctor she's like you're she being really make... you're being really nice to me why are you being nice yeah. to me and he's like oh I'm not being nice to you and he's yeah. all very evasive about yeah. it uh, and I liked that and I sort of forgot oh yeah I forgot that there's like you know a, a bit of an arc here yeah um, and I liked the way that they tied that in to mm. him that you know he is this you know someone who is going through all this stuff himself he can see that element of himself in her yeah. Um, 
And just all that stuff with the the way he sees the stars at the end of the story. That's lovely. That, that looks really good. such a good. lovely standout scene. Yeah, it looks amazing. I the, made a special note of that. that so that, did that I, was yeah. properly lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really all I've got on this story. Like, uh, it's obviously very well regarded. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think this, to me, is, is like a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10. No. I, I, and I think a lot of people do hold it in that high yeah. regard. I I think that, that maybe the way that we communicate mental health in television now and depression is is a lot more grown up. Mm. But I feel like having Vincent van Gogh bawling his eyes out on his bed yeah. and being like, that's depression. I'm sure, depression is different for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But it's not subtle. It's no. just sort of like crying man. Yeah. He's going to cry so hard he'll die in a bit. <laughs> You know, in a couple of days' time. Do you think you should have just like gone up to Amy and gone, Yeah, chopped his ear off? (laughs) Wouldn't it have been amazing? The last scene, he's like, Oh, just before you go, present. (laughs) And it just, this still dripping ear lands in her palm. The bloody thing should have sliced his ear off. Yeah. Because it was like killing people. That isn't isn't referenced, is it? His ear, it no. is a psychopathic thing to do. Cut your ear off. Cut your ear off and give it in a box to somebody yeah. to prove how much you love them. Just as a FYI, we, I, we're not saying that Vincent van Gogh actually gave his ear to somebody as a present. That It did happen, didn't it? Did it? I think that's why what he did. He gave his ear as a present to somebody. I, th- I think he was so madly in love with somebody, he wanted to show his devotion, that he cut his ear off and gave it to them in a box, I think. I think that's the story. Really? I thought this was just some mad, fevered thing. No. Really? I, I think I that's... Need to, we need to find this out. We uh, need to look this up. What I, did, and did, that what? should not be encouraged. No, no, not at all. Like, he's not... That's not a sympathetic or oh my kind God. of like, ah, oh, bless him <laughs> thing to do. That's wrong. <laughs> what did Vincent... Bang- oh my God, it's the top thing. Obviously, because our phones are listening to us, but... He threatened his friend with a knife before turning it on himself, mutilating his earlobe. He originally wrapped up the ear and gave it to a prostitute at a nearby oh, brothel. Oh, gave it to a prostitute. Okay, so the primary school version of it, he, is, he gave it to a woman he really loved, <laughs> whereas the real life version is, he was on a coke bender, cut his ear off and gave it to some... St- <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah. Um, um, it's, okay, this is the main talking point right. for me with this. and Because I watched the episode and it was like, I'm enjoying it. It's cool. I don't feel like I've got an awful lot to say about it because it was just, you know, it was it was it's, it's just a good, really it? easy 45 minutes. And it looks nice. It where looks they, sh- nice. they shot it in Croatia, didn't they? With, they did. Um, yeah, I forgot. Back, I was trying to work with... out where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite um, weird because it's like these two stories feel, they look very similar. Yeah. Vampires of Venice and this one. Yeah, and they that's do. because they're both shot in the Both same place. right next to each other. Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to, to, to say something about the way that we always want Doctor Who to come across to other people is Doctor Who's back. It's on a big, exciting thing. There's a new Doctor. Yeah. And we want it to be just like it was when Russell took over the first time. That explosion of Doctor Who in the public consciousness and it's back. And everybody says, why can't they just relaunch it like they did in 2005? That was really like the the relaunch with Matt Smith didn't happen. Yeah. Because watching this, Mm. it's so confident. Yeah in a way that I don't think subsequent seasons are. No. I think Doctor Who loses its nerve yeah, yeah, after yeah. Series 5 yeah. because we can confidently produce 13 episodes of television a year plus a Christmas special. Yeah. We know we can deliver that. So we just need to fill those blocks up. Yeah. Rather than, we think we can do six. Well, can we do six or can we do seven? Well, we'll have to split it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, this, you know, 
it just it hasn't quite worked since mm. i think and i think that the relaunch in 2005 like i can remember like yeah i've almost got as strong a memory of seeing the matt smith logo out in public yeah as i do the taxi sign yeah. logo i you know doctor who live the monsters are coming yeah the experience when that first opened yeah all of these ex- all of these things that appeared suddenly it's like they got it right yeah. again yeah. but nobody ever acknowledges that yeah i mean like the, the the relaunch of the logo that was a big thing i can remember the press announcement for that mm-hmm. clear as day you know Stephen moffat being like oh yeah there'll be kids will be scribbling dw in the margins of their and i absolutely did, did was i absolutely was all the time so, you know and okay that you know that that was a thing they, they, they had the figures come out in the new packaging mm-hmm. when the episode aired that time crash set and then oh, subsequently that in first toys r us i remember yeah, getting you know. that oh, it was so uh, and the sonic screwdriver that came out at the same time yeah. as well yeah it was a really big thing you know and i remember all the trailers as well like that special 3d trailer that they showed i think it was in cinemas i went to see it the only reason i went to see that awful tim burton alice in wonderland <laughs> in 3d was to go and see that trailer see that trailer yeah 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 in 3D, yeah, and you know, yeah, it was a big deal. It was, um, like just seeing the the behind the scenes pictures of them filming the Weeping Angels story. Yeah, yeah, you know, and seeing Matt in his costume for, for the, the first, first time, and the new Tardis, the new Tardis, and it's I got remember, a Saint ambulance logo on it. Oh my god! Yeah, and I remember vividly, you know, uh, one side of fandom being like, "Oh, what have they done to the Tardis?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, you fucking newbie bastards." <laughs> Come on! But now I look at it and I go, "It's, it's a bit ugly." It's a weird colour, like sooner, reflective yeah. metallic almost. It's weird. I'd sooner... Ta- I think the Capaldi one got more metallic because it almost had that pur- purpley metallic yeah. sheen. Well, you can see um, just from watching um, Vincent yeah. and Rings of Akaten, the, the colour difference is startling. I think the starkest difference is the windows because the, yeah. they're completely white, aren't they, on the later prop? Yeah. I prefer the black and white. Yeah, it breaks it up a bit. It's nice. Yeah, some sort of um, special two-way glass stuff Yeah, so that when it's illuminated... Properly, it's, it's properly it white, white. but yeah. then out in daylight it can look black looks lovely um yeah i th- i i love thinking about that period mm. in doctor who's history yeah. and i was just thinking last night when i was watching it i thought they nailed it again yeah they like, did i don't think they've had a subsequently as successful relaunch no across everything since yeah. Matt smith yeah. and i just felt like everybody pretends that russell was the only time that's happened yeah and I, I don't think that's true. I think that they deserve a lot more kudos. I agree. For relaunching Yeah, this. because like when Capaldi came in, that was a bit more of a damp squib. It was like, well, we've sort of tweaked the logo, but you probably wouldn't notice it if you, yeah. you know, unless you stared at it for a while. And, you know, we were trying to make it seem a bit more grown up. Oh dear, that's the wrong thing to do. We'll backpedal that. Oh yeah. dear, we've gone too far the other way. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't find a rhythm. No. Whereas this is really confident. Yeah, it? which is amazing because obviously it was big, shoes to fill off the back of absolutely the mammoth success of russell and of course david tennant mm. so i mean Stephen and matt smith must have just been fucking bricking it really yeah yeah, yeah. um and you know fair play to them because i really like series five i think series five is certainly probably the strongest out of Stephen moffat's tenure oh without a doubt uh you know i enjoyed the arc um the stories are with the exception of a few clunky ones like beast below or Vampires the, of Venice. I don't mind Vampires of Venice. The Lodger, you know, that's not my cup of tea at all. Mm. Um, on the whole, I think it's, it's really good. You know, I th- I prefer the time of Angels to Blink, mm. personally, because it feels more like a Doctor Who. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, no, it, I, th- I, I, I see that. Um, I see that. 
yeah so i i really like that season you mm. know and i like matt and i like his costume and i like the tardis the interior is sort of much of a muchness for me is a bit mm. weird architecturally yeah but... i i didn't mind it so much watching this yeah because it's not really in it too much no and uh the doctor goes in and does stuff to it and it gives him a result yeah and there's a bit of faffing and a bit of comedy yeah. but it, yeah um william hartnell and patrick Tratton cameos are the second one, well, the third one actually for William Hartnell. In this the series. This is exactly what I was going to say. This is the point the seal breaks, isn't it? Yeah. Where you're just like, let's see the Doctor every week from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Eleventh hour. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the the library card in Move the previous card. story. Yeah. And then this. Yeah. And you know, by the end, by next year, you know, we're gonna, still going to get loads yeah. of more references. And yeah, it's like compared to what had happened. Yeah, because you the previous four seasons practically nothing up until um the journal of impossible things and even that was vague enough very fleeting and then obviously in the next doctor yeah and And that wasn't even russell's idea i think that was julie gardner's idea she said why don't we see all the doctors and i think russell was like okay it's been it's been long enough people people are aware that there were more doctors you know we've had all these old monsters come back so why not and it was nice and you know, and I think showing the library card in mm. thingy was good fun. Mm. Uh, and you know, this is fine. But yeah, I think it's all. Is it? There's a weird thing. Like you do have that moment when when it happens on screen, you sort of go ooh, and then you sort of reflect on it and you think, do we really need to see that? It's kind of weird. You know, it's like that nice bit of fan service, and then you're like, oh, is it just? It, are we being given too many sweets? Do you know what I think it is? It's sickly. I think it's when you see the doctors. Yeah. And you're presented with them because most of the time when you're when you see the doctors, yeah. you're looking at it and as a Doctor Who fan you go, Oh, that's a publicity image from the yeah. Web Planet or whatever. True. And so immediately you're taken out of it because yeah. you're like, Oh, I know that photograph. Yeah. Yeah, well in this case it was like, Well, that's from the Celestial Toymaker and uh, that's from the Web of Fear. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Whereas if you just had a question mark umbrella yeah. hanging up then you'd be like, oh, look, yeah. and that's all you need. Unless you were Jonathan Toffolo, who'd go, that's not Sylvester McCoy's umbrella, that's a bloody Lovazzi, whatever, whatever it's Robert replica. And then he'd, replica. And then he'd, he'd smash, smash it. the gaff up. He'd go, why didn't he come to me uh, when I've got a I, much better one? <laughs> I do have to admit, I, I did drop that down the stairs earlier. It's fine, it's broken already. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It, I, I didn't break anything, but I just thought... I'd I knew it. something was up because it wasn't in the right place. Ooh. I thought, oh, what's going on here? I thought, who's been, who's been tampering with my brolly? He knows. <laughs> um, well, the only thing I have left to say on this story, uh, something that stood out for me, is... Uh, oh, I like the bit when the TARDIS is covered in all the posters. That's nice. And yes. when, it, when they're on fire. That's yeah, that's, that's, cool. a, that's a really cool little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember when that was being shot and people were like, oh, look, the TARDIS is on fire. And yeah. I was like, ooh, what's, what's going on there? Because it was shot in outside of... Millennium, Millennium Centre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. In the snow. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Real snow. It's Real not actual yeah, snow yeah. because it's not pretty snow. It's yeah, like it's horrible sludgy, sludge yeah. that people, like members of the public, have just been walking through the whole time. Yeah. But the from that scene, now obviously there's a big moment when um, Vincent sees all his paintings and it's a very powerful moment and he does it incredibly well. Bill Nye as the uncredited guest appearance. Mentally, he doesn't get a credit in... Oh, I yeah. can't believe that. And he's so good. Yeah. You know, well, Bill Nye, of course I, he's I good. mean, it's, you, you don't need a credit for Bill Nye. No. Everyone's going to look, oh, it's Bill Nye. I, yeah. don't, I don't need to double check that yeah. was him in the credits. <laughs> and he does a really good job and obviously Tony Coran does an amazing job in that sequence. And I think Amy Pond, uh, Karen Gillan does a great job when mm. she has that mm. realisation of, uh, oh, we actually didn't make a difference yeah. apart from the scribble on the painting, which yeah. is nice. But this is actually, or well, perhaps someone will correct me if I'm wrong, mm. is this the first instance 
of a song not written for Doctor Who being used as non-diegetic sound. So well, obviously not we written get, for Doctor Who. So obviously we had like Song for Ten, but obviously that was written for Doctor Who and Put the Devil in Me and whatever bits and pieces. But is this the first time a piece of popular music has been used as non-diegetic sound? Unless unless there's some bit of library music that you could contest wasn't written for the show. I mean, yeah, I mean you But could it is like it's library music, it's its own category, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose it's the first because I, I I almost went oh toxic by Britney Spears but that is diegetic sound because it's being played exactly. on the jukebox and even um, um, tainted love that's also being played on the jukebox I can't decide oh no that's being played but then yeah that's being played over the yeah, speaker system yeah and even here comes the drums yeah it almost feels like there was a conscious thing of like well you can't use popular music unless it's being played on a set of speakers no you're right you're right but then because in my head when I when I hear sound, sound, you know here come the drums yeah in that scene yeah I don't think of the anything where that song is being press play yeah I just see that tear opening and the top of the yeah. coming out so Fair in my head it, it is <laughs> that's their that's like their theme that was written for them um, yeah it must be yeah, because Ro- Rosa is the only other example I can think of since that's then, happened yeah. since then. And oh, you, and um, Stormzy. Oh no, that's diegetic. That's diegetic. Yeah. Do you like that? Do you think it works? I have to say, uh, I don't think it worked for me. No, I didn't like it either. I I think it works in Rosa. Yeah. And I think it works because they don't cop out. And then fade the music down yeah. and play the Doctor Who theme at the end. Yeah. I think having... I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a next time trailer and the next yeah, time yeah. trailers didn't have the theme music playing no. underneath the series five. It was yeah. a different sort of um, structure for them. But I... Yeah, I just think that it's a bit too much. Yeah. And, I, and it works in Rosa because it goes into the end credits. Yeah. And that's like... It feels more rounded. Yeah. Whereas we're just having this because it's like emotional song emotional moment yeah it and feels then very Murray jarring will come in in a bit yeah i think it works when it's just the guitars but when is because it's a coldplay song isn't it uh, no it's not it's a oh, different band i think oh, I'll, find, I'll find out who it is <laughs> i'm showing my well not my age but <laughs> <laughs> well you're now older well hang on i'm the same age as matt smith are you he, matt smith's age i think so oh my I god think so. god you could be doctor who billy oh I I'll, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> um, let's find out what the song was. This is my concern: is that chances the, by athlete. Never heard of them. Um, as if as if my opinion, <laughs> I've never heard of them, means anything. I've never heard of anybody. This is a household that you told me the other day. Your mum went, "Is there a new best of Bond James Bond CD? Because this one only goes up to the world. Is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the music culture in this house." <laughs> Look, my mum literally said the other day, she said, if it came after the 90s, I don't know it. And I was like, yeah, well, by osmosis, if it came after the 90s. Yeah, because it, it just wouldn't have been played in the house. It just wouldn't have been played in the house. You know, yeah. my brother doesn't like that sort of music. My dad didn't like that sort of music. Oh, occasionally we'd hear stuff on the radio, mm. um, like going to school and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, so basically, if it wasn't played on the radio on the bus journey to school between the If years, it wasn't in choir, and if it wasn't, yeah. in, Am- if it wasn't in Amdram, yeah. it wasn't on. <laughs> Um, where would we put Vincent and the Doctor so far in our rankings? Well, well it's not as good as Evil of the Daleks by any, no. any stretch of the imagination. And if anyone tries to, even attempts to argue that it's better <laughs> than Evil of the Daleks, get out. 
<laughs> find yourself another podcast. <laughs> it's my name for you. Um, no, uh, Evil of the Daleks is better. And this, this just and then below this is, it. This is just yeah. below it. Yeah, I, I'd say the same thing. Yeah. Now, the Rings of Akaten. Yeah. This is the one I was most looking forward to. Me too. Because I remember I probably started to develop more sort of critical faculties sort of at that point where I was kind of like yeah (laughs) uh, where I could like criticize something yeah and not in a kind of bad way like I could actually say that didn't work for me this didn't work for me yeah and I remember really liking the Rings of Akaten when it first came out and I remember looking online and going oh people didn't seem to like that one I must be in a Mm. minority um yeah it wasn't very it wasn't very good actually (laughs) 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 <laughs> what a shame um, now I how old would you have been when this aired 2013 2013 I would have been 17 17 16 okay. 17 uh, I don't know how old I would have been oh I was in my last year at uni yeah 37 um, 37 <laughs> I was like what <laughs> I I, uh, I was really looking forward to it and I I have this. I found it a slightly. I found it a slightly more enjoyable watch from a Doctor Who perspective. It felt oh. more like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, I because got, there's lots of aliens. And I got some notes of, on that. There's lots of masks and costumes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it also felt like Doctor Who because I feel like this was the cheap one, wasn't it, that year? It was. Yeah. I think I went into this looking forward to watching this one because I was like, I can never really remember what this one's all about. And then when it ended, I was like, I remember why I can never remember what this one is all about because the the, the, the plot is wafer thin. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> it's a wafer thin. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like, oh, there's some like old get in a temple and they've got to sing to it but it might wake up oh wait no that's not the god the god's the sun and this old bastard is just he's just in it <laughs> I had I had real twin dilemma vibes watching this yeah be- because of that thing we mentioned where Mestor wasn't actually supposed to be the final boss yeah, there yeah, was supposed yeah. to be another one above him yeah and it turned the same thing. It's just like, so is this grandfather? Yeah. But then I know that that big planet turns around and grins at everyone at the end. So that is that grandfather. No, and so grandfather is the old man. Is the mummy. Is the mummy. Yeah. yeah. And then the god. I just don't get it. I just don't, I, I don't understand the whole ethos of the planet, the whole makeup of what they're actually doing, the whole ceremony. It's all a bit like... Is the ceremony like a sacrificial thing? Because it eats mem- it feeds off of memories, right? Yeah. Or so, I, uh, it's like an energy vampire. Yeah. Mm. But nothing nothing really seems to be explained it's a bit wishy-washy I think that's the problem nothing is yeah. it's like they're like oh we want to do this but we can't quite commit to what we're saying so uh, just just go along with it for the sake of the story it kind of feels like yeah it, in the same way that the power of three Ugh. kind of doesn't come together what is that even about some frigging cubes and then you can't blame them though because it was what's his face yeah old, ruined um, it. From, Stephen Burkoff yeah I think pussy. I wonder if this is a similar thing not that you know somebody <laughs> Stephen was Burkoff being an came in Stephen Burkoff came back, back yeah. in and, went, and another thing and ruined everything <laughs> I, I wonder um, it's a close set Stephen <laughs> I wonder if um, yeah there was just some butchery in this because oh this is something else <laughs> I was going to say now I gave I gave a lot of guff to the Jody era yeah. in previous reviews we've done for the <clears throat> abominable ADR. Right. 
it's just as bad in this era of the program and it's not fair for me to levy that complaint against the Chibnall era because you know you just get a lot of things where Jody just says yeah. a kind of and another thing yeah, to yeah. add more context yeah. it's like didn't really need that but yeah. I guess you watched it in the edit and somebody went that needs to be clearer yeah I wish this, someone had it, said can we just have Matt Smith sit down and be like right so this is what's actually going on in this story yeah because yeah. I was a bit like what the story so far listeners yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I was like I don't, I yeah. don't know what's and, uh, to go back to what you said about what well, it felt like Doctor Who yeah. and I said this to Johnny when because he came in while I was watching it and he's like what's this story about because he, he can't remember this stuff and I said I don't know I said but I said the thing with this one and I think this is why it was so poorly received and this is a, a, a weird thing that I'm going to say it is the the new Doctor Who story that feels most like an old Doctor Who story yeah. because it's all studio bound yeah it's a lot of people in silly alien costumes I mean they look great actually the aliens look amazing yeah but then you've got lots of people in robes being like high priests pontificating and being like yeah and it's like oh our you ancient know, race blah, if, blah, blah. yeah and it's like oh I'm getting some like major thanks be to Ty yeah, right yeah. Meglos vibes yeah here. yeah um and I just think, yeah, and it's but like, oh. where does that bloke go? Can I ask? Yeah, he just did he kill himself? He finishes. He... he finishes praying, and then he goes, "I must go now. My planet <laughs> needs <laughs> me." And fucking poochies yeah, out of there. Like, is he, did he teleport away, or did he like just fucking kill himself? He's some sort of weird. like he must have teleported. Yeah, like that was ever going to come up again, and yeah, it's just so... like. Well, why not just kill him off? Yeah, give the give the villain something to do. And they He's are just banging on a glass thing. And and also, do you remember when the trailer came out and everyone went, "That's Sutek." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the only time that monster was actually interesting. <laughs> was when they thought it was a different monster altogether. Yeah, and it's like little henchmen, the the vigil, vigil. I think they're called. They look great, look cool, and the whispering thing. Yeah, but I was I forgot that, and I was like, "This is good." Shame they do f all. Nothing. Uh, they do have psychic attacks. That yeah. apparently the sonic screwdriver can now repel. This is the, it's a magic wand, Matthew. This is the, this is literally this story is the bloody poster child for that era of ah the sonic would sort it out. Mm. And I know we've sort of got a little bit of that with Jody's era, not quite so much, but this story in particular is just like I use the sonic, I use the sonic. One bit that really bugged me that bugged me with the sonic with the sonic stopping psychic attacks the Harry Potter bit yeah what really annoyed me was when they go up to the door of the pyramid and the doctor's like oh no there's so many combinations the sonic can't whatever and then is this the one that eventually opens and then it eventually opens and he's like oh I, it's connected to the acoustic Damn. tumblers yeah. in the door and I'm like whoa 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 right let's just stop this this is a story all about singing this is a culture that is built up around song and you're now talking about acoustic tumblers why didn't you go oh the doctor you, you've got to sing a series a of notes register. Uh, a certain register you could have had a funny bit where the doctor can't quite do it and yeah. Clara stamps on his foot yeah and then he goes and then the or, door or opens Clara's like oh I was in the choir yeah you know you could have done something with that and it was the same with these fucking vigil people rather than just going yeah oh and then you've got all that really bad like oh it was too heavy it's like I love <laughs> just why why is it so bad it really annoyed me I was like come on come on guys I know. And all that stuff on the bloody moped flying around. Do you know, do you know the, the first thing that I, that, that disappointed me? Yeah. And the, when I realised, oh, I, I don't think this is going to be as good as I remember when I first watched it, was 
I used to really like the 7B title sequence. I like them. Oh, don't you like them? I used oh, to really what? like it. I'm sorry. I don't Go know back and watch it again because it has not been produced by a frame store. No. Now, I know that they shat over the frame store title sequence when they put those fucking stupid oh. filters over it. That whoever Whoever's idea that was... There's a special place in hell and for you. And changed the logo every week. They went from that really beautifully animated yeah. logo and the TARDIS spinning out of it to just going PNG file, zoom onto the screen, warbles away. Yeah. And they just undid everything that was lovely about that title sequence. It was they so just royally ugly. bulls that It was up. like movie maker filters. It literally was. And, and then, then and then you those g- horrible logos. And then 7B, cool, feels a bit more like a classic series title yeah. sequence. There's some cool visuals in there. But what it looks like to me yeah. is they've got seven or eight, they've, t- they've gone into the BBC stock so, library yeah. and gone Time Vortex, Doctor Who, Stars, Wibblies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they've just gone, right, knit that there it zooms in then it goes white and then yeah. we can play the next clip and then they've got somebody to do a really horribly oh. animated TARDIS opening its doors oh yeah the outwards. wrong way yeah the TARDIS looks naff it looks cartoony it's like why does it look that bad that bug that bothers me I, I don't I don't feel bad that I'm saying this because I feel like back in the day I was like a bit too vitriolic about not liking this era yeah and then watching this and just being like no I'm right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I know I'm right in what I think is yeah. the case here. This it, it, there's so many things here that are just not working. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, I honestly don't mind the titles other than the TARDIS. The theme music's great. I like the theme music, and I preferred it in the Snowman when the the descending chord. Yeah, because it sounds weird and alien. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. did you get rid of it? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that theme tune. Um, shame it didn't stay on longer. Uh, they, they kind of readapted they, they, it for the 50th didn't yeah they, the they did that, that's right had, yeah it's the same beat yeah um should we just really quickly do the yeah the i was song, gonna say right? we need do you to know? yeah 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 okay so uk number one pj and duncan let's get ready to rumble must have they must have put it back up Broke in the about. charts okay because i've seen some matt and deck coming out on saturday night takeaway and doing it one night oh really and i wonder if it was like if you can get it to number one we'll come back out and perform it and right. so they got pj and duncan up to number one okay um uk box office number one the crudes oh, okay that animated film yeah never seen it um uh don't but don't worry the video games that came out this right. year call of duty ghosts <laughs> okay gta 5 right yeah a game so good they literally will not make six I know, until I they've rung every is it that old yeah that's when the Bloody game hell. first came out on playstation 3 and now they want us to get it for playstation 5 wow. they're doing a playstation 5 version the last of us oh classic and bioshock infinite wow good collection that is games. a good the, set of games gta 5 and the last of us almost rivals all of the other games that are on the list for 2010 I reckon. yeah just in terms of like big scale games wow yeah the legacy legacy <clears throat> the legacy of those games my god um clara clara i yeah go on do your clara bit i like clara you like clara i like her in this series i didn't mind her at all i thought she was really good i was like i really like you it's but a she, shame that they shit all over you later on and but you... she's not matt's companion in that same way no. that you look at Liz with John and yeah. think, doesn't work. No. Just visually, yeah. there's something wrong yeah. about that pairing. And then when she's with Capaldi, it just, like, that, that's those... Yeah. That, that's the companion pairing. Yeah. As good as Bill Potts and Nardole are, when I think of the 12th Doctor, if it's I have to put Clara. any companion next to him, Clara. it's her. Clara. It's doing that kind of end of the world, beast below thing, mm. where sensory overload, yeah. 
walking through a bazaar. Yeah. We pulled all the props and costumes yeah. out of the cupboard and dressed everybody up we can find in yeah. them. Um, some of them we haven't even had time to paint the eyes to blend the mask in. Oh, really? So <laughs> some of them are just like oud masks Shove this on your head. with real eyes just poking Excellent. out. There's like a Hoik's creature, isn't there? One of the Hoik's. There is. I love how we know the name of the Hoik's only because of the toy. Yeah. No one would know otherwise. It's great. Um, I think it's interesting that obviously Rose and Amy and Clara get that initial, mm. here's your big, here's alienness. And, and that yeah. opening scene actually... I, I really enjoyed with the whole keep your eyes shut thing. Yes. I thought that was really beautifully yeah. done. Yeah. I think that's probably the best scene in that entire story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes downhill. It's like yeah. it, the setup's much better than anything that comes afterwards. Yeah, it's like uh, you open your eyes and go, wow, it's yeah. a shame that none of this means anything. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that the, one of the reasons the fam, I think, maybe weren't quite so accepted mm. into the kind of the fan consciousness maybe as companions is they never really got their kind of like, here's a bunch of aliens and no. you see them all reacting to stuff. It yeah. happens over drips and drabs. Yeah. But they're very quick to um, just accept everything that's going on around them. Not to say that Clara isn't. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to compare one thing when it's doing the same, the same sort mm. of, you know, thing. But um, they, they have their cool get out of that one cliffhanger moment. Yeah. And then they have that whole thing on an alien planet but they just kind of land on desolation and it's just kind of a planet they're on mm. there's no sort of like you know Kara just complete like uh, I don't know where to look yeah, yeah, what yeah. is going on this yeah. is crazy they don't really get that no because then immediately it's Rosa yeah. and they're already comfortable with time travel and going back in time yeah they it, they just take to it a bit too easily and I think you need a culture shock yes. moment like yeah. this or a culture shock episode and, and even Bill you know mm. she has that in her first episode because she's Gone to, she's taken to Australia then she's off to an alien planet then, then she's, she's seen the Daleks. Daleks and it's just like whoa she, she gets it way more yeah. than subsequent companions and I like that I think yeah. that works well because I think Stephen being clever obviously thought we can't just do the same old bloody thing of oh, literally what you're saying here's the episode where they get introduced to all this all these concepts where where the companion goes off and has yeah. a moral dilemma of their own to deal yeah. with usually involving a little girl like yes. the beast below yeah. or involving somebody that's vulnerable like yeah. the the mechanic in end in, of the world yeah it's the same it's exactly yeah it's and a, it's a formula that works yeah I'm not going to bash you for doing it again because no. it works it just doesn't work here as well yeah. as it has in previous ones um, which I think is probably why they were like right well let's do something completely different um, and if, you know by that point what well, that series 10 but hell the program's been on the air for over right. 10 years you know we know we know the the, the meat and potatoes of mm-hmm. this series now so we know what to expect so you know just just give, give it to us quick and yeah. we, we'll get on with it uh, but I think you're right it didn't work with the other lot because mm. they didn't have that you know yeah they didn't really when do they actually meet any aliens? Uh, well, I guess the the um, what are they called the wraps the the gauze things. That <laughs> oh yeah, the toilet paper monsters. Yeah. Well, um, oh, they and, meet and Stenza, the Stenza man. bloke. Yeah, What's his name? toothface bloke. Uh, Tim Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, I like Clara. I think all that is really sweet with her mum. I think that's a really nice... I mean, it's very she, Father's when Day. When she gives the, the, the leaf. leaf. I think that's... I think her speech about the leaf is better than Matt Smith's. Yeah, that bit's... That, it's, it's super sweet. It's yeah. super sweet. It's just a shame because we don't know anything about... Because she's still a mystery at that point. Yes. And so her mum's just died. 
funnily enough, dies the same day as the Auton attack in yeah. Rose. But, you know, that might be a coincidence. But, you know, it's like... Because that, that whole season is about the mystery of Clara mm. and her mum's dead. Yeah. All right. And we've got this really significant moment where she futures that could have happened. Yeah. And they're really, really focusing on Clara's mum's death. Now, I don't need to know how she died or no. the circumstances of Clara's mum's yeah. death. But when you've got a mystery yeah. surrounded around the character that's doing this moment, you kind of think, I, I, I can't get behind the emotional weight of you offering up this yeah. really important thing. Mm. to save the world because I don't know how she died yeah I don't know what your relationship was like and you know? it, it's, it's, tr- it's trying to do Father's Day without the eight or so episodes of setup beforehand because obviously Father's Day or works bi- actually also Billy Piper's performance like Piper's I, really I know good. they're doing different yeah. things but I think she's probably stronger in that story yeah but like you know we know Billy, uh, Billy, Billy uh, we know Rose's mum and we know the whole life yeah, and every, yeah. The whole background we get it but yeah like you said Clara we've just met her and then you're just getting these f- random flashbacks so for, for no reason really it sort of feels like until it all comes to a head later on yeah um, and you, you never really connect with Clara in that way because her family seems like a distant island and then when we do finally sort of see them at the, in that Christmas special oh that's her dad yeah oh okay and she's got a nan she's got a nan where did she come from yeah okay what's their setup yeah it's it's all a bit strange the bit that made me laugh is the moment when they're at the um, at the graveside and she looks the same age as her dad and they've just yeah. like they've just like put a bit grey in his hair yeah, yeah. he's like what? It doesn't. It doesn't help that she's dressed kind of youthfully. Yeah, and he's got this really trendy pea coat on. Yeah, it's like this is it's supposed a, to be like two thousand and five, yeah, right? The, like people were not wearing. No, that. it's really weird. Matt Smith's performance in that monologue is exceptional. He's really good. It just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you weird, know, there's a weird an, reference to Omega. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Um, and I remember people thinking. Oh yeah! Is there going to be an Omega thing going on? No, of course no. there isn't. That's yeah. not interesting enough, is it? It's strange though. I remember when it happened, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, and then every, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, it that must was be an it. Omega that, reference." That's Omega. I was yeah. like, "Oh right." Um, I calculated roughly seven and a half minutes of this story mm. is either an extended musical sequence or Matt Smith's monologue. Really? So that's seven and a half minutes of actually quite good padding. Yeah. Because you've told nothing of the story, yeah, and you've wa- you not wasted. You've used up seven and a half minutes of screen time on, a, as we said already, waffle thin plot, yeah. And yet, what do you do with the rest of the time? You go there and do that thing. You go there and do that thing, yeah. and then um, the speech, and then next week it's whatever. Yeah, you know, next week it's the next story. It's uh, oh. I really want to do um, the Ice Warrior story. Yeah. I want to do Cold War. Yeah. I was saying to Johnny the other day, seeing as we've been talking about monster redesigns, um, and, you know, on the whole, with the exception of maybe the Silurians, they've been pretty damn good. Mm. Um, although I don't think maybe the Zygons work quite as well as the originals. Those Z- original Zygons are far more monstrous and alien. I think they're more pliable is the wrong word <laughs> i think they're 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 more mobile they seem they seem like they're less thick in yeah, prosthetic it's, it's really f- yeah and and like but they're more like bulbous the shape the shape feels more alien and more because they're supposed to be like it does they're feel based more on organic. A- embryos yeah they? 
Um, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. They, they look, Fetal, like, they look more of. like starfish. Yeah, in, in yeah, the, they're the all sort show. Of, Blobby. Yeah, they've given them three fingers. Like, yeah, that seems to be a weird thing in that era of Doctor Who. If you're a monster, you can't have five fingers. No, because that's insane. Um, <laughs> and the Ice Warriors get the same problem. They lose the pincers. Yeah, and they give oh, them three fingers. That was but annoying. I said to Johnny, I said I think that the ice. I possibly prefer the new design of the Ice Warriors to the original design. It's pretty high Which praise. Is a, yeah. Then and we, Johnny actually sort of said, yeah, I can see I can see that. And then we have the Empress. And then she's really freaking cool. Oh, so cool. Yeah. The Ice Warriors have been actually given a really good time yeah. of things. Probably, well, through the whole run of the show. Monster yeah. of Peladon is a bit crap. But it's all right. Actually, the Ice Warriors is fine. It's a yeah. bit long, but it's a six, it's, what, a seven part story? Six. Six. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I, like I love the, I love Seeds of Death. Yeah, it's probably my favorite Pat Trouton story. And then, yeah, love Curse is my favorite story yeah. of all time. And obviously, they're used very differently, which is great. Exactly, very clever. It's like, oh, you can have a monster that's actually. It's the first time they do that kind yeah. of switch. Yeah, I think that's why they're one of my favorites, is because they actually have a bit of depth mm. to them. I love that whole kind of honor yeah. system they have. Yeah. Notice we're talking about we're talking cold, about the other Cold War, yeah, 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 rather than this story. Um, and I'm glad really that they did. The Empress of Mars, which was very much, this is a traditional Ice Warrior story. Yeah. So it's obviously, as good as Cold War is, and I do like Cold War, uh, obviously it uses the Ice Warriors in a very different way Yeah. Um, to what you know a classic fan would be used to. Obviously a new person just be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm glad they did sort of, not reconcile it, but you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they sort of bookended it nicely. Right? Th- okay, here's I, your proper Ice Warriors story. I agree, I agree. Um, and I like the Empress of Mars. Empress of Mars is a really cool story. Um, I remember seeing people saying this was boring. I was like, "What? This I is, know. is it, it's like you could not get more Doctor Who-y than this. You could, you could have replaced maybe old Doctor Who is boring then. Yeah, I was like, you could have replaced Peter Capaldi with John Pertwee yeah. and put the, put I mean, it in four by three. It pretty much is. It, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it in four by three and put the John Pertwee titles on it, and it it could have been made in the seventies. Absolutely right. It's um, good stuff. Um, I have got a, a question for you. Okay, and it's about Matt Smith. All right. Describe his doctor in like three words. Uh, I mean, it's trite, but wizened old man in a young man's body. Wizard old man in a young man's body. What does that actually say about his character, though? What is he? Tennant is a swashbuckling, horny monster. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the sixth doctor is a bit grumpy but you know very theatrical and he's very full of himself passionate and you know the eighth doctor is a romantic and the ninth doctor is hard as nails or whatever you know (laughs) northern northern what's what's his thing he's a he's a funky little twink (laughs) (laughs) well that'll do perhaps 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 he is I can't Um, think of anything I, so I would describe I can't hang my hat on him as I guess Peter Capaldi gets a bit like that but he's like he's like the old uncle that's trying to be cool and trying to be down with the kids but, but what does that doesn't... say about his who is he what emotions does he have I don't, I... what's his character oh. I feel like it's really difficult to say because his, his performance actually and I'm not saying this in a bad way doesn't evolve too much from series five to series seven and watching them back to back i was really interested to see how that yeah i don't think there's an awful lot of evolution or development there i don't think there needs to be necessarily but i just 
can besides him being a bit of a whirling dervish and really animated mm. physically and having great physicality and actually looking like Doctor Who and yeah, yeah. you know he, he looks like a Doctor Who with the tweed and the bow tie and yeah, he looks yeah. great great screen presence fantastic actor I just don't know what his character is hmm. I just I can't interesting get a, a grip on him but I love as, I love so many aspects of his performance yeah I love his childishness I love his physicality I love the way he holds himself I love the way that he looks at people he's very intense mm. certainly in Vincent and the Doctor yeah in that sequence where he's talking to Bill Nye it, a lot of the way that that episode is shot actually feels very theatrical it feels like a lot of it is one take mm. yeah and because of that you can almost see Matt, Matt Smith's almost kind of like he can't sit still he, yes. and, and the way he's looking at people he's constantly fidgeting and moving and so he looks great on screen but I don't know what the, who the 11th Doctor is. Yeah. I don't know what he is. And where does he go for all that time when Clara's faffing around with that girl? He just get, he walks just, off yeah, and then he comes back, all right? Eating food in that bazaar yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah it so doesn't we, really matter. No. But I, ju- I just, I can't get a grip on him as a character. Um, something that I totally missed going back to Vincent and the Doctor, but you just mentioned it because of that opening bit mm. with, with Matt. A line that was delivered, and I went, ooh, naff. When he talks about the painting, and we see the Crefeus, or whatever it's mm. called, in the painting, and he goes, oh, I know evil, and I can see evil in that painting. Mm. I was like, whoa, that is a clunky line. Mm. Not, you could have literally said, well, that that's an alien creature. Yeah. You know, I've seen them before. Yeah. And it shouldn't be in that painting. Amy, yeah. come on, we've got to sort this out. Not, oh, it's evil, because it isn't evil. It, it's just a poor old blind chicken. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's like, that feels like a real sort of old Doctor Who throwback. And I remember when it came back, Russell said, oh. I had to make sure people didn't use the word evil, because what is evil in that, in, you know, in, in that context? It's just such an easy way to go. It's a buddy. We've got to defeat this. Yeah. That's the thing that we're against in this yeah. episode. And... It just felt clunky. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I remember I think that mm. they should have they should have done something about that. Mm. As to Matt's character, I, I'm I, not. <laughs> I think I prefer him in series five. Ca- I do too. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I can't say what they are um, individually. I think that the set that the seven B Doctor is much more restrained, and I think yeah. he's got a bit more of he's carrying the world on his shoulders a bit more. Um, the, 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 oh, I see. I think he does the. I, I think I prefer him doing the sort of pathosy stuff. Mm. I think Matt Smith does that very well, and mm. I think that you sort of get to the real heart of his Doctor. You know, the young man <clears throat> arsing around, yeah, playing football, or you know, eat, sh- eating da- jammy Dodgers, and I, I like that. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, like, that's like his front. You know, yeah. that's like his Batman suit mm. that he puts on. Mm. No, it's, it's Bruce Wayne suit. Mm. Um, and um yeah and i think like when you see stories like time of the doctor when he's the old man mm. <clears throat> i think he does that stuff incredibly well mm. and it's like when yeah when you see him as this like poor old git sat in his chair and it's like oh it's like the the, the performance now matches the body it's finally yeah. sort of come full circle um i don't know where i'm going with this it's just words of rambling out no, my mouth no but, but i i i i I know what you're saying. Because I sort of think that in like series six, they were like, oh, people liked it when you did that silly giraffe dance. So be a fucking twat for the rest of the series. And it's like, uh, you know, maybe don't go that 
mad with it. I think I think Seven B, he 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 does change up the character. He does change up. And, I, and it's I series think, six, I think, is the issue. Yeah, I think he needs he needed that reset. Yeah, because I don't think he could have or I could have sustained interest no in a doctor that's you know the doctor always needs to be challenged in some way and especially because people really do expect character progression and a payoff to you know you don't you didn't need that back in the day when Doctor Who was on basically 52 weeks of the year no of course not it could say the same lines every single week and it wouldn't really matter yeah now obviously we expect a lot more character development and a lot more exploration of the doctor and I, I, I don't think we were going to get that with Series 5 Matt Smith. No. I, you know, when he's challenged, when he's backed into a corner, yeah. I think he's exceptional. Yeah. Like the whole Pandorica sequence. Yes. He's great in that. Very in that, good. When, 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 he, when you get the impression he's barely holding yeah. the strings, the fabric I, of the universe I, I, together. I, I watched that sequence the other day. Um I think it was because I was moving the toys around and I was like god I remember that being such a good that mm. sequence being so good and I watched it and I sort of did get that same goosebumpy feeling that I got when I yeah. watched it the first time yeah. his performance the score yeah. the way it's shot it really does feel like oh my god he's he's knackered he's, yeah. they, they've, they've defeated they've him it. finally after yeah. all this time they've all got together and you've you've had it doctor mm. And he just does it so well, like you. And you know the 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 pleading, the, mm. like you know, please, I'm begging you. Mm. I'm not at fault here. This is all going to go tits up if yeah. you do this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, it's good. He's it's really good, good, Doctor Who. That it's really good. I th- I also think that the the Doctor's character becomes the show. As yeah. Well. The Doctor's character becomes the enigma. Yeah. It becomes the question. Yeah. It doesn't need to be that. No. You know, fine if you want to make it, you know, self-referential and meta and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And you want to start calling Daleks rusty to reference your mates. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. You want to be kind of insider jokey about it. Yeah. But when you're constantly being told how important and special the Doctor is, or an yeah. individual is, you have to show me something. Yeah. And I don't get it from his Doctor. It's really bizarre what they did with his Doctor because there seemed to be a sort of a conscious effort to be like, right, okay, time war and all that stuff, that's done. Mm. That was Russell's, mm. you know, we'll maybe make a vague reference to it here yeah. and there. But he's not damaged by it anymore. But he's, you know, he's, he's shed that old body away. Mm. This is a new doctor. You know, it comes up in the 50th, doesn't it? It's like, oh, well, I've, I've forgotten, mm. you know, because I've lived for so much longer. Mm. And you do, you know, as anyone who's gone through some sort of a trauma or grief, mm. you know, things do it doesn't yeah. go away, it doesn't but, go away it, but, it but it just, it just recesses a little bit yeah. and you get used to it and... you know and I think the whole the time war thing made the doctor David and Chris oh he's very important because he is the this old survivor mm. and you know he's the last of his kind and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and it, you know like you said earlier the weight of, is on his shoulders and that and makes it, the doctor interesting in a room full of people because yeah. everybody goes do you know that he's the last time yeah. lord and that's, it worked and in 2005 because everyone absolutely. was like what the frig's happening here you know <coughs> what, what what is a time lord yeah you know whispers it actually makes the doctor mysterious in that context yeah and so then to strip that and be like okay so we'll get rid of that and we'll just bring the doctor sort of back to basics and then to go, oh, actually, you need something. Doctor Who? The, the, the old problem. question is like, uh, That's the problem. Yeah. Like, like, when you've revealed everything about the Doctor's character, yeah. what are you left with? Well, the title of the show. Yeah. Doctor Who. Okay, then Doctor Who. I don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, okay, are we going to get it this year? Because Missy yeah, has yeah. just said it. Okay, interesting. 
the whole name thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to know. I know. I don't want to know. No. Oh. What was that all about? <laughs> like, what, what, what was what was it all about? The the first question will be answered when his name so the first is said was, on Trenzalore the, the fir- on the day of his death in the year of our Lord, and the sun has to be over there, and that leaf has to be there, and that caterpillar has to be pregnant. So, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole video just on this crap, but. So the so the first question is Doctor Who. Mm. That is the first question. But what he walks in eternity, Matthew. What, say, wait, what, what does this even mean? Like, what does it mean? I mean, it's, like, it's it, just it's just a really cool way to end your season to have a, an ancillary character that doesn't actually matter or contribute much to the plot. Yeah, screaming the show's title at you, and then having the main character turn around and look directly down the oh, camera. Oh, he does, not he? At you as the word Doctor Who is being screamed and then the theme music starts and then you go, I guess I just watched Doctor Who then. That's that's what that was. And I, then you've got the Daleks chanting it, don't you? And then he's he's doing it. He's spinning around the console going, Doctor they, Who, they, Doctor they, Who. They erase the Daleks from his memory yeah, yeah. In the, that era. Yeah. Earlier that year yeah. or that same season. And then they realise by time of the Doctor, oh, that's a that bit was a really bad, bad idea. We'll f- pretend that never happened. Yeah, there's a lot of missteps and step backs isn't there this but i yeah i still don't really what does clara say is that what is that what she says to the time lords in the crack because the crack amy's crack is all about the time lords yeah apparently yeah uh, what, what, what is she is that what did she say doctor who to the time lords and they go oh yes that famous bbc series here we are there's some extra regenerations what does she know the doctor's name i can't remember billy it's all such bollocks i just well he so it. no he's rewarded because he Set, he put Gallifrey in a pocket universe, which was behind the crack. Yeah. It was breaking through space yeah, yeah, and time. Yeah. And I guess by the time they are the d- doctors happened, that the event that creates the crack has started. Because Gallifrey is through the other side of that crack, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, Gallifrey is on the other side of the crack. Yeah. But isn't it the doctor saying, if the doctor says his name to the crack, the Time Lords will come back? That's it, isn't it? If he answers the question, Doctor Who, and he says, my name isn't the Doctor, my name is Jeff. Yeah. And then bloody the General <laughs> Warbucks, the bold bloke, comes along and goes, all right, lads, off we go, back into the universe. And then everyone's like, oh, bloody hell, the Daleks are going to all kick off again. Isn't that it? Is that the whole thing? They're worried about Time War 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming soon for big finished productions. Because <laughs> the Time Lords are going to come out and they're going to be pissed man yeah they're gonna be like we've been locked in this thing for ages it's gonna be like the bloody football hooligans coming yeah. out well, come on then just grabbing darling split sink and ripping them off we've been in that crack for bloody three seasons and we don't know why stuck in Amy's crack yeah. for three seasons we we we, we, we gave we gave Rory some regeneration energy remember that when the 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 didn't he get shot by a Silurian and then something came, light came out of the crack <laughs> and then imbued him with some sort of regeneration he just got energy he cracked didn't he he died he just got wiped from it from reality from so that so that that's what happens when you go into the crack oh, i don't know well i guess at the end of the day he probably was just he was obviously making it up as he was going along because i can't imagine he was like gallifrey's on the other side of that mm. not that's one thing i don't get an impression of with chris chibnall i don't think he's making it up as he goes along yeah i think chris chibnall has more of an idea of what he wants to do i think he's got a road i mean he, well yeah three years and out yeah he had a roadmap yeah and obviously that's interesting because it was initially 
we have a five-year plan for Doctor Who. I've only wanted to do it for three years. What? Yeah. <laughs> Your maths doesn't seem to make an awful lot of sense there. Um, but I, I think this is just my, my issue with that era, is that nothing feels cohesive. You can't tie it down. No, you can't tie it down. It's, it's, it's like just like one... you're grabbing at stuff and then it's just slipping through your fingers. But I think like, that's Stephen Moffat going, oh, the audience are going to second guess this. And yeah. I can't have them second guess my reveals because why, why else am I here? Yeah. And he's gone, well, okay, if we if we change that now, yeah. hopefully they won't notice and we'll yeah. just do a line where they go, I'm the doctor, stop asking questions. Mm. It's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not how it works. And that, like, it's funny. You can do a gag like that, like um, the gag about in in the in the what's it called, Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. Mm. That thing where he goes, um, he comes in on Davros's chariot, and it's really yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's got that cup of tea, and then he ruins it. Where, yeah. where did I get the cup of tea? I'm the doctor. Just deal with it. Shut up. Yeah, that is so bollocks. You're I hate that. That, like you're you're just writing. Yeah. That doesn't need to be in the script. It's just fluff. Yeah. And, and it actually brings the whole thing it down. It does. It does. Because now I'm going, what? Yeah. I didn't need to hear that line. Of th- now yeah. I'm like, so what? So it's too clever for its own good. Yeah. And it th- it's like, it's like, we don't want people to get a grip on this. We don't want them to predict what's going to happen next. And so we'll just throw buzzwords out there. I'm sure eventually hybrid. Can you put it on the whiteboard and we'll get around it, to it next I, year? I was going to say, it does feel like he's got a dartboard up and he's chucking darts at the board and mm. a dart will land and then it will slowly flop out on the floor and then he'll be like, oh, oh well, next dart. And yeah. then you're like, what? Yeah. Or, or he'll pick it up and he's picked up a load of fluff and dirt and he's like, oh, well, it's not quite what I originally planned, but we'll stick it back in there anyway mm-hmm. and just see what happens with it. And I just feel that whole trends law thing. I mean, I think the issue was that after the 50th, I think they were hoping that Matt was going to stay on for another year and obviously he didn't. So I think everything had to be shunted forwards right. into Time of the Doctor. From what I understand, I could okay. be talking nonsense and it could just all be hearsay, but I, I think that was... You know, I guess I think this is. The I was prob- told this week that Alex Horn is the new Doctor, so <laughs> PSA, you know. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I can understand. Oh, if you've got a plan, I think this is the trouble when you you make all these bloody grand plans for this particular incarnation because they're actors at the end of the day. They're not going to want to move on and do their own thing. They want to do other thing. things, you know. And obviously, Matt's era was already cocked up by having that series split, so it was like, well, I've already done a year without actually doing a year. <sighs> So he's like, I've I've done my bit, and he was, you know, they worked them to the bloody bone. You know, they did the series, and then they were on a world tour, and they same with Peter. And then know. they did a movie in three D. They did the film, and then yeah, like uh, they they really did, they really did push him, didn't yeah. they? Uh, somebody noticed actually uh, in the photos I put up of Matt in Vincent and Matt in Rings that he's aged quite significantly between yeah. the two, and I think I think that job must have yeah. been absolutely exhausting yeah. I mean he's meant he he twisted his knee wasn't yeah, he really he his knee yeah. did his knee he electrocuted himself yeah 11th the, hour you yeah. give so much of your body yeah so, uh, Peter Capaldi hurt himself Peter did the same injury Jodie has as well I think as she oh, mentioned she? I think she she was talking about injuries oh really she done something on, as on well. a show or it was like it's a very injury prone show because yeah, you're yeah. running all the time of course yeah and I remember when David did his first series he was on this morning and he looked really gaunt and he had a, a, a beard mm. to try and obviously hide that his face was so sullen. Mm. And he said, oh, I've, I've not been well. And I was like, no wonder, you know, you've done all this massive run and then all the publicity 
Um, but yeah, it seemed like the throttle was f- full on mm. for Stephen Moffat's era. People don't want the job because of that then. Yeah. Maybe it just got around that, my God, you don't want that job if you want to have it, a life. Yeah, you know, and, you know it's, it goes back to Pat Troughton. You know, obviously he had a completely different yeah. schedule, but it was also obviously insanely grueling, mm. even for a man um, of his age. Compared, yeah, compared to Hartnell. Yeah. You know, you know, a much younger bloke. And then he was like, my God, this is killing me. Can't do this. Mm. Which is obviously why they cut the episodes down for Pertwee. Mm. Um, and I guess, yeah, this is it. You know, it's- I, I, I think this is the issue that I have with that whole, especially talking about this story. Because yeah. I really liked, I liked going back and revisiting it. Yeah. But I just feel like as soon as you, if you watch any one individual story, no matter how good or bad it is in that era, there's going to be something there that you yeah. just go, oh, but then that happened, didn't it? Yeah. And that didn't work. Yeah. And so, so much of that era, and I'm sure you can take those episodes individually mm. and enjoy them by themselves. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just not able to do that yeah. yet. And I'm sure I, I'd love to, you know, because I don't dislike any period in Doctor Who. Yeah. I. It's just really frustrating when you're watching a story that you just want to watch a Doctor Who story for, and, and then you're reminded, oh yeah, and, th- and then that didn't get paid off. Yeah. And then... That what was going on there? Because yeah. you can't have a discussion about an individual story, no. a Matt Smith story, without then it turning into this, yeah, or a Peter Capaldi story. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's either going to be Trenzalore, Doctor Who, the hybrid. hybrid. You know, obviously, you, series one, Bad Wolf, but that gets wrapped up Torchwood. fairly neatly. Torchwood neatly, Saxon yeah. neatly. Yeah. Uh, the, pla- the, the, the stars are going out. The stars are going out. You know, it was all neat and tidy and it all Pandorica, paid off. Pandorica works. The eye patches in series six. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God, the amount... Well, that didn't even really work because who is, who is Madame Quivarian? I don't know. Is, she, she, she just wanted Amy's baby. Yeah. Which actually still turned out to be goop. No, it was Melody, isn't it? Which yeah, is, it's who, River who, Song. Who is River. I mean, obviously, God, don't even get me started on I, River Song. I, I was can't... thinking, when I when I put it Damn on last that. night, I thought, when did everybody of my age, who wasn't a Doctor Who fan like me, stop watching Doctor Who? And it was it was this era. Yeah. And when I'd asked people, it was they, they would really simply go, it just became really difficult to follow. Yeah. You know, you would miss an episode and then all of a sudden you've had six revelations in the space of yeah. half an hour and now you're suddenly trying to play catch up. Yeah. And I think that's, it doesn't make for good, no. you know, for a general audience, they switched off. Yeah. And I, I have, you know, I, I've got the viewing figures for this, this season, yeah. um, you know. And I think Sherlock was, you know, obviously he was making Sherlock at the same time. Mm. And I think people always say, oh, Doctor Who suffered because of Sherlock. And possibly vice versa, but I think Sherlock had the same problem. It got yeah. it got to the point where oh, people like this because it's clever. Well, let's be even more clever and even more meta, and it just gets too clever for its own. It's good. way too clever. Um, Vincent and the Doctor had a final rating of seven point six mil. Okay, and this um, Rings of Akaten had seven point four mil. Right, so pretty respectable yeah. viewing figures for the time. Um, and actually looking at it, it makes me go Doctor Who's fine stop complaining about people not yeah. watching it it's, people are still watching it um, well I think we've I we've think, uh, yeah. rung the Matt Smith towel dry yeah. there for now for now because I'm sure well, we're going to end up doing something about River Song at some point I really want to do the trends 50th trends law. yeah I think I, we should, I think we should maybe, for, maybe for the 59th anniversary <laughs> we do maybe do that oh yeah that's gonna be awkward because we, we'll be we'll be thick into in series, series 13, 13 yeah so which, the next review yeah will, will, be... will likely be flux chapter one 
the Halloween apocalypse. Or Trick or Treat, as I said, it should have been Trick called. Trick or Treat, much better title. Um, we're not quite sure how that schedule works yet. No. We need to figure that out because like, I'm not going to be around for some of the Sundays that it's on. Yeah, yeah. so we can't um, watch it and yeah. then record immediately after. And then that's... you get it the Monday. Yeah. Because that was the initial idea, is that we could record it on the Sunday night yeah. after watching it and then it'll be out on the Monday. Yeah. We might be able to do that for like one. Yeah. But I think realistically, we might have to change the day we record. It might not be Wednesdays. We, yeah, yeah, we might have to Maybe change it. Maybe we do yeah. Monday nights or something. Yeah, I, um, I'll see what, what can be done. And then we'll probably cut from like three cameras down to one so it's less effort for Matt to edit. Yeah. But you'll also, still get yeah. this. It's just you won't cut to you me. You won't like, be cutting like, around. Like, like right then and like to Matt yeah. like right now and then back to me like right now and then I'm just yeah. making more work for him. Yeah, fucking bastard. Go on, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, that, yeah. I think just for the for the six episodes surrounding Doctor Who being on the air, just expect the format to just change ever so slightly. Yeah, and bear with us. Yeah, because this is all new for us as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. <sighs> Good. I enjoyed Flux that. Me. Well, yeah. where's Rings of Akaten coming in the list? Oh, oh, yeah, that's good. Good question. Um, I think I'd have to put it above uh, under Underworld. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're both they're both studio bound stories with naff special effects, or fairly naff. But. Rings of Akaten special effects compared to oh, like, uh, oh yeah oh, uh, yeah, every, every time it's because I'm living back at home yeah I think Underworld is probably and it's a longer slog four episodes mm. as well at least this you can watch it in 45 minutes and be like ah alright yeah. well I'll watch something else as a palate cleanser mm. um, yeah I, I agree I agree cool yeah it's not it's, like, it's not like it's terribly shit and actually no. this is the, the one point that I I made in my notes that I haven't brought up. This was voted the worst Matt Smith story. This is not the it's worst not. Matt Smith it's, story. Yeah, yeah. Not by a long chalk. <clears throat> no. It's that friggin' shit Christmas special. Mm. Wim, uh, I'm, in I'm in a wardrobe. That's the one. I'm in a wardrobe. Yeah. God, that is so awfully bad. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's not great. It's poo. Mm. <laughs> And oh, it's just all the dopey stuff. Like when he's in the spacesuit. Oh, my spacesuit's back. No, come on. (laughs) For God's sake. And don't give me that. Oh, but it's Christmas. Fucking hell, come on. You have bloody David Tennant bloody dying on Christmas Day in 2000 and whatever. I think uh, our next regular (laughs) review... Wait, it's Christmas. We'll have oh to do. God. We'll have to do a Christmas thing coming up soon. Oh shit! So oh we'll my do God. the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe then. Ah! <laughs> See you next time with a review of Death. <laughs>